0: and now
1: weighing in out of the blue
0: corner John the punk thompson 100 and on the other he weighs in from the red
1: corner big sean mccarthy
0: well after traveling across the country the real punk is back home i didn't have to travel all the way across the country i got to just go down south But we are back with another edition of the Weighing In Podcast off of the inaugural Showtime with Bellator show that was in the Mohegan Sun. We had a world title fight with the man you always talk about, Pitbull against Emmanuel Sanchez, and Patricio Pitbull did exactly what you thought he would do. And we did talk about that arm and guillotine. And how dangerous he is with it he ends the fight with it there's a lot of things to talk about with the ufc a couple of big time matchups and the actual signing for sure and the date of the trilogy match between dustin poirier and mr notorious conor mcgregor all right what's up joshua crowd goes wild no
1: guys (laughs) We are going to make a shirt that says crowd goes wild. Crowd goes
0: wild. Well, that's it. That's our next one. And are, are we going to go and on yeah. the back? Boo. <laughs> I, love I love it. I love it. I
1: didn't even think about the back on the boo thing. Oh yeah. Come on, man. Crowd goes wild. Crowd goes wild. That'd be awesome. That's our shirt, Dave podcast. Yeah. Dave, you better come through with that. Anyways, <laughs> uh, we skipped over on podcast, Dave. I, it's been a while we haven't seen you buddy how you did, been? did
0: we leave? i'm sorry i left podcasting. podcast dave on the controls the man the myth the legend the guy that everyone wants to know what is he really like not much guys. Boo! You. Boo! You just to- <laughs> that's all i wanted
1: to do was boo you <laughs> i love it i just landed uh my i you know john knows i take my car at 3 30 in the morning <laughs> after we get done filming at midnight Jump in the car, drive an hour to the airport.
0: That's after having beers with me.
1: Yeah, after having beers <laughs> with you. And then I, then I, uh, I'm home by 10 a.m. on the West Coast. It's, it's a long flight, and we get it done. But, hey, here we are now in the studio Saturday afternoon. Drop my bags off, jump in the car, get to the studio, and
0: ba-bam. We're doing this. And game. why? Because we are dedicated, Josh Thompson. That's why we are dedicated men.
1: To our fans. And you know what? I want I want to say thank you to every single person that watches our channel and tagged me on Twitter and said, hey, I'm only here to watch these Bellator fights because Big John, Josh Thompson, Wayne In Podcast, and still, hashtag, and still. and still. Champs, we are the goats, baby. We are the goats of MMA podcast. And they said, I'm only here to watch this. These four shows that are coming up, we've asked and plead you guys, hey, just check them out, see what you guys think. You know, you guys make your assumptions on if they're good fights or not. That's all we ask, you know, up, for the, up until the May cards. I mean, even after the first the May card, what, May 7th? After that card, there's a couple more good fights that are coming up as well. But we're with you guys, you guys came through. I want to thank you guys for tuning in. A lot of good, positive feedback. And uh, people are going to be willing to give next week's card a a chance. Uh, That one kind of fell apart a little bit because of the COVID situations. Uh, But it's still a very good card. And then the week after is a stacked card. And then May 7th is probably one of the best cards.
0: And June will be on fire as well as July. A
1: lot of good things coming up. A lot of built uh aggression i think it needs to get out for the cards coming up on showtime so i'm pumped but let's jump right into this john let's uh let's talk about do you want to talk champ champ uh, first or do you want to talk oh yeah bottom up
0: no 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 we talk about the most important fights which are the championship fights and that was not only a world title fight with pitbull having to defend his title but it was to get into the finals of the featherweight grand prix he has a chance of adding an additional million dollars onto his purse if he can get past the man that's been undefeated, AJ McKee, and you look at that fight, if you are Bellator and as a promotion, if you're Scott Coker, as a president, you are just looking up and going, thank you. You know, this, this worked out for you as good as it could work out the guys that if you would have picked, these are the two guys that I would like to kind of see in the finals at the end, you know, and that's what promoters do. They look and they, they try to figure it out and, these are the guys that you would have wanted to see make it to the finals because it's what represents your promotion the best. And you've got Pitbull being, there's no doubt, man, he is, if not the best featherweight in the world, he is absolutely at the top of the heap. And he's, he's just getting better because there, And there's, there's multiple things that make it that way, but maturity is one. Mentally, he is incredibly strong and he's smart. His fight IQ is very high. He, he now has that ability. You look at how calm he is when he's fighting, and you look at what he does. He doesn't take the unnecessary risk anymore. He only does the things that are going to be effective for him and make him just start to take control of the fight, and him against AJ, you know, you look at the stylistic, you know, type of matchup where I'm telling you, look, AJ McKee is the John Jones of the future. This guy is special. Now, John Jones had those fights where you looked and you said, man, he's facing that, the veteran, the champion, you know, even when, when he won the title against, you know, Shogun, you know, Shogun was just an incredible fighter throughout most of his career. Now he had some losses and stuff, but he was incredible. And John Jones handled it and we'll see what happens in this one. Can AJ McKee match that type of performance that got John Jones the title when he was a very young man or is Pitbull going to take the young man and say, not quite yet there, son. Cause it was really cool when they were talking to each other. Cause I was hearing everything they were saying and it was, it was special.
1: <laughs> um, the, uh, to touch on Patricio maturity, his fight IQ, but he never, he didn't always have that. That's the thing. No, he, as his career went on as he's matured. And <clears throat> I've constantly said about how he worked with Henry Cejudo, but it, I just read the article on Henry Cejudo talking about how he had just lost to Demetrius Johnson. He had saw the style of the wide stance that Patricio was using and having success with him. He is trained with Eric Alberison. And so they had a good relationship. And he flew down to Brazil to train with him. And he's like, "With after a couple weeks, he's like, I realized that this style would be perfect for me. And he came back and made his run. Henry Cejudo did. So a lot of what he got was from Patricio and them two working together. Now, don't get me wrong. Patricio learned a lot from him as well in the wrestling department. If you look at Patricio's wrestling back then compared to his wrestling now, it's completely different And, and all positive. Henry has helped him progress in the wrestling aspect of as well, which once you have that wrestling aspect of just being able to know that you can take people down when you need or stop their takedown when you need, it lets you know you can dictate where the fight goes. And so that confidence, I think, is what helped with his fight IQ and his maturity in the cage um also he has the equalizer and the equalizer is the power in the hands i mean it just seems like he's he doesn't even have to really load up he just lets it go and it just touches on the chin and they're down
0: but that's when that's when power works is when you don't load up you just throw it don't try to don't try to sit there and and put that extra little bit of fucking sauce on it just let it go and it's going to work if it touches the right spot
1: he's on point though john that left hook accurate Slipped the right hand, and threw the left hook, and it was right on the button, sat him to his, his hips, and then he jumped on him and kind of ground up out a little bit, and then when Emmanuel tried to come up on the single or come up to the body lock, he jumped right into that arm and guillotine. Now, I don't think that that would have happened. I think Emmanuel would have kind of like snuck his little way out of there somehow because that's how Emmanuel is. It had this happen in the second or the third round after a sweat had got on because it was the first round. They were dry, and up until that point, it wasn't a very active round. I thought no. they were going to come out. Bang, 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 right away. But no, Emmanuel came out and respected him a little bit more. Almost wanted him to bring the fight to to Emmanuel. He wanted Patricio to come to him. It looked like, and uh, that wasn't going to last very long. Emmanuel is one of those guys that you can tell he was getting bored in there, so he felt like he had to do something, and it cost him. But uh, they were dry, and I think that's a big reason why that uh, he got stuck in that submission. It was even to the point where, when he jumped, when Patricio jumped to it, Emmanuel's right arm was stuck. So I don't, yeah. you, I don't know if you saw that. His right arm was stuck between the legs. Yes. Stuck there. He couldn't tap. And his arm was out there. It looked like he tried to tap right when it got put on, but he couldn't. And he just was out. He was out. I think he was out quick. Oh, he was out fast. He was out fast. And people think people think that it takes time. No. It can take two seconds, three seconds. If it's slapped on tight and then with Patricio's strength and the hip pressure and dragging you down, if you try to resist, it could be seconds. He could have been out by the time he actually hit the ground that's and that's how tight it was um that that's his that's his go-to submission and when you're dry like that it was it was perfect timing great execution and uh, I love the fact that Patrícia was even looking at the ref like hey I'm feeling him he's not there most some guys they'll they'll they just don't care they'll just keep holding I mean like and I was good to see it was I was I was happy to see that um other than that I feel I feel for Emmanuel Sanchez I know he had do I he had high hopes, man. He said everything you, you would expect someone like him and to be in that position to say. He looked phenomenal at the weigh-ins. You know, he looked lean. He looked ready. Um, he seemed mentally prepared, like he knew. he did. Seems so, like, he was the guy. I said the same thing about Pedro Cavallo when I when he was getting ready to fight uh, Patricio. He's a guy when you sit down and talk to him. I walked up, going, makes you believe you're gonna lose. You're gonna lose. And then as soon as I walked away, I'm like, maybe he's gonna win. <laughs> like when you talk to him you're like maybe he's gonna win and so i I thought i thought he had a really good chance had he carried on you know like i said like round like round if it was around six of the should have
0: been round six and it wasn't that was the problem in my opinion i'm not i'm not going to sit here and debate what uh rufus sport and duke and scott cushman and uh, they all came up with for a game plan because you know that's their fighter and, and they know what they're doing but i really thought the way for Sanchez to have a chance at beating Pitbull was to push that pace, to make him fight at a pace that he wasn't comfortable. And it's not so much that you're trying to do this, you know, big thing, but you're, you just keep on edging him more and more towards that cliff by getting his heart rate up. I would have had it to where, you know, we talked about it. I, I would have had a, a signal to when, when there was 20 seconds left in the round, I would have had a manual. You know, Jump on the gas pedal and make him have to, no matter where you're at. If you're underneath him, great. If you're on top of him, you are going to step on the gas pedal and make him have to defend, make him have to do something to hold you back, make him have to hold you down, make him have to defend the the stand up. Whatever it was, I want his heart rate getting higher and higher in those last 20 seconds because I want him to go to the stool and not be able to come down quite as much. Because that was the one thing, if you were looking in my opinion, and it's not that Pitbull doesn't have good cardio. He does. But the the advantage that Emmanuel Sanchez had going in this fight was his cardio. His cardio is incredible. This guy has got, he can run at an RPM. He's kind of like, you know, he's, he's like the Ferrari engine that can go into those high RPMs compared to the, the small block Chevy that can only reach that 7,000, 8,000. You know, you everyone's different. Everyone's got that RPM level that, once they reach it if they go over it they start to fall off that cliff and you know things get they get you know pretty bad fast and that's what i thought you know he could use that conditioning as a weapon but with the game plan and what we saw when he came out that wasn't even part of it he was holding back like you said almost making you know pitbull come to him trying to just be a, a tactician but not one that's pushing the pace. And and in my opinion, one of the things that makes Sanchez who he is, is his ability to push the pace.
1: Yeah, I was surprised when he came out and kind of just let the fight develop in front of him. I thought he was going to come out and make it round six of their last fight. Yeah. And uh, that was things that I had talked about. I said, you know, like, man, Sanchez has never lost a fight, he just ran out of time. And that was my take on it. And this is the
0: then, first time he's ever been finished.
1: Yeah, that's the first time ever in his career. He's been ever finished, knockout or submission. So, I, it, it's probably weighing on him heavily. I really feel for him because I know that he really wanted this. But a lot of them, everyone wants it. Sure. But he's the guy that I honestly thought that he was going to be. He had a good chance of dethroning the king. Yeah. Pound for pound king. I mean, And, and people are going to give me a hard time, but I'm going to continue to say it. Patricio is the best 45-pounder right now in the world. And I'm going to say it. Keep saying it. Keep saying it. Don't get me wrong. I think Volkanovsky great. I think he's he phenomenal. And I think he Max- is. Is great, I think uh, AJ McKee is great, and I think Brian Ortega are great. Those five guys are the top of the heap, there's no doubt about it. You I don't, you could put somebody else in there as well, I don't know, but it doesn't bother me. But those are the guys. If you were to put them on, if you were to say, like, hey, who are your five guys on your roster that you want to fight five of anybody else, it'd be those five guys it'd be like, hey, I, I'd match my four, those five 45 pounders against anybody else in the world, and they ain't beating them, you know what I mean? Like, those guys are that damn good, and they're all interchangeable, like chess pieces, Yep, you know? like one guy matches up well with this guy but the other guy not so much and so um but until someone like i like i've said last night on the broadcast until somebody def- until somebody dethrones the king patricio's the king right now at the 145 pound division
0: well the, and the other thing that patricio's got going for him in my opinion look, like he fights for money no doubt about it but he fights for his legacy and he is able to with each fight He has his goal. He has his target that he's aiming towards. It's either a performance issue or a way that he's going to stop the fight. But, you know, I always say that it's easier to be the challenger because you've got that target. You can look at, that's the guy I want. I want his belt. You've got your target. When you're the champion, you got to come up with things because if you don't, you kind of start to flounder out there because everyone's aiming at you and you have nothing to aim at. He's never had that problem. Never. So... It's uh, he's impressive, just an impressive. To go to the, to to go to the jaw
1: jacking though. And at the end there between the two of them, AJ McKee and and, (laughs) I thought it was great because look, both of them handle themselves very professionally, no pushing, no shoving, just right in each other's face. Words to be said, look, they're going to settle in the cage. And I can't wait for that date to be announced because both of them are, they're both healthy and they're, I think they're looking to do a quick turnaround. They're saying as early as maybe as June. I mean, can you imagine that just in a couple going to get Patricio, maybe two or three weeks off to enjoy some time with his family? Yeah. And, and then get him back in there June or July would be absolutely amazing. But I would think I loved how they, they jaw jacked a little bit, kept it professional, but like, I will continue to say this. And Patricio's said this, like you want to be the King, you have to beat the King. And so come and get it. And that, that type of mentality is what I love about him because he comes from that era, John, of it's a little bit past mine, but we did it in that era of he's still kind of the le- he's still kind of like the tail end of what my era was. Is we did it because we loved it. It wasn't because yeah. of money.
0: Like it fucking made. There was it. no money for a long time.
1: You know, I, I like to remind people, like when I fought in the UFC, the first stint, you know, in two thousand one to two thousand three, I was fighting Eve Edwards, which should have been for the the UFC lightweight title. I made eight grand.
0: That's how fucking no money.
1: Like, that big a- bucks. Yeah, big
0: bucks. Making the big bucks, baby.
1: No money at all. There was no money involved. Well, no.
0: And I, I want everyone to think about this because you know, they're, they're saying, well, $8,000. Okay. So everyone knows that $8,000. Now you have a manager that's taking a portion of it up to 20%. Okay. I'm not saying that's what yours was, but it's up to 20% with a lot of fighters. 10% to my manager. 10% to the manager, usually 10% to the trainer. Yeah. So there's 20% gone there. Now we got to pay taxes. So what's happening to this money? Yeah, it's, it's just on. you know there's nothing there man you look and you go jesus christ that's nothing
1: yeah it's it's uh it's a shitty situation to be in but you got to remember when i fought Hermes franca i fought him for four and four yeah. like that was the number that was to fight for the number one position number one t- you know to see who was going to fight for the title next it was supposed to be you know what i mean so in that time like he patricio comes from that era of sure the money is great now but he hasn't lost sight of the fact of what he loves to do he loves to compete he loves to be the king at the top. He loves to be that guy. He, he does everything that you would want your your champion to be. He okay. talks smack when he needs to. He does it very well, but he does it also in, in not so much a tacky way. He does it a very professional way, but in terms of he lets people know who he is, and I love it about him. He's one of the most underrated champions, I think, in all of the sport.
0: He does, in a very, he does it in a professional way, but he lets you know, I'm going to hurt you. You know, i love that about him, you because know, i i will tell you I, I was there listening to him you know and and you know patricio basically looked at at mckee and he looked at him he goes and you're next right and and, and mckee goes he says oh yeah i am next and i'm the guy that's going to take that belt from you right and then he goes you think you can take this belt he goes no i no one can take that belt he yeah. goes you, you let's go right now let's see you try to take this belt right now right? He, it. it was just great i'm like oh yeah go ahead it's great
1: now let's talk about that matchup Let's talk about that. AJ McKee and Patricio, they're in the finals of the World Grand Prix, Bellator World Grand Prix finals. What do you think?
0: You know, just touching on it, obviously, in my opinion, you know, Pitbull's the favorite. You got to make him the favorite. Here's a guy who's been there and done that too many times where AJ is a guy who, this is his first, just telling you now, he's been in five-round fights, but he's never gone five rounds. So, there's an unknown there too and and no matter what there's an unknown in the back of his head you know he's a confident guy and he's he has matured so much as a fighter in the last 2 years that it's so impressive to see uh, he knows who he is he knows what he can do he knows that he has length in this fight he knows that you know you got to figure aj's got somewhere i would say a 74 75 inch reach patricio's is probably 60 yeah no he doesn't even reach the 70s he he'd be lucky if he was 68 69 you know he just doesn't have a long but it's his his footwork gets him in and he delivers with power so everyone's got an advantage the length and you know and uh, the reach absolutely are going to favor aj if aj can stick and move and keep him on the outside it will force pitbull to take chances coming in which opens things up. So there's definitely... Five
1: and a half reach, Patricio. Oh, is that, is that AJ? That, well, AJ 73, Patricio's
0: <clears throat> 65 and a half. Yeah, yeah, so... You're talking, that's a huge reach advantage. Yeah. Huge reach advantage.
1: This is, like, so. you touched on it, the footwork. Uh, yeah. Patricio is going to get him in and get him out. And AJ likes to lunge in on things because he uses his speed and his athleticism to get, mm-hmm. him, get himself out. A-
0: A.J. likes to lunge in and lean when he's throwing and, and be on an exit as he's landing. He's not going to be able to do that so well against this guy. Yeah. It's not going to be the same thing. He's going he's gonna to be running into someone that understands, oh, you like to step there. And he's going to step in a certain spot that's going to block that. And it's going gonna, it's gonna to crush the space on A.J. It's going to make A.J. actually be the guy crushing his own space based upon what he's doing, so he's going to have to be have that backup plan. When he does this, this is what, how I'm going to change it because it's going to happen somewhere along the way with it.
1: I think AJ's going to try to wrestle him and try to bully him around. AJ is enormous. I was talking to him. He's 177 right now. Or, sorry. Yeah, he's 177 pounds right now.
0: Right now? I didn't think he, I didn't think he was getting that
1: heavy. I didn't think he was that heavy either. He said, no, this morning I'm 177 before he ran. I'm like... <laughs> That's a big boy. Like, people don't realize how big he is. He's probably 5'11". I think he's about 5'11".
0: Yeah, and he's got to be weighing 165 when he steps in the cage to fight. Yeah,
1: that's what he was saying. He's like, he usually get up to around 64, 65, somewhere in there, So, which is common. You know, I think. Yeah, for- yeah. yeah he's 5'10". He's 5'10", fights at 145, 25 years old. He'll have, he'll have the explosive, he'll have the energy, Energizer Bunny in. <laughs> he's the Energizer Bunny. The thing with him is, he leaves himself out of position because he relies on his athleticism. You know, um, does he have the ability um, to stick and move and stay on the outside? Yeah, but you're playing with fire because you get touched on the chin. It could be over like we saw with everybody else that's fought Patricio. Yeah. I think if he's smart, he presses, he pushes, gets to the clinch, wears on Patricio in the first two rounds. Make him carry that body frame and that size and take him down if you can. Just keep your head out of that arm and guillotine. And I think you'll have, you'll have some success. Slow Patricio down and... Um, because he'll always, I think, even even when McKee gets tired, he'll still have the speed factor yep. and reach. You know, you're not going to take that away. So Patricio, though, he's very precise with his punching, as we saw last night, is really going to come down to the fight IQ of A.J. McKee. And if he, if the, being young at 25 years old, if he can get it done against the GOAT.
0: I come back to fight IQ and mentality. I'm not saying that he's never fought someone, uh, that couldn't be broken, but he's definitely going to be fighting someone that can't be broken. You know, and a lot of times when you're, you're in there, you, you, as the fighter, you'll, you'll see those moments you go, Oh, he's starting to, he's starting to wilt. I got him and he's not going to ever find that in this guy. And he's got to realize that going in, it's like, it's not even something I'm going to look for. I'm just going to keep touching him and doing things to make him work. You know, the, the way to beat Pitbull, in my opinion, is don't try to go knock him out. That's going to be the hard thing. I'm not saying he can't be knocked out. He, he's been hurt. I was in there with him when he got hurt by Vaisal. And Vaisal went after him and then went after him again when the round started and hurt him and then went after him to end it and got knocked unconscious with a left hook. <laughs> so, you know, this is a guy that's got, he's got power in his hands that he can, at 145 pounds, he has got bombs. And he can put you out with one shot. He'll put you on your butt with one shot for sure. Sometimes put you out. And, you know, we've seen it time and time again. He put Sanchez on his butt. He put Chandler on his butt. He's put a ton of guys on their keister based upon the power he's got in his hands. So it, it, when, you, when, you're, when you're looking at Pitbull, here's, here's the, the easiest e- equation you can look at. He could be losing every second of the fight. And win one second of it, and be the guy that wins the fight. Yep, he's got nope. that power. That's that's Francis Ngannou type of uh, power for his weight class, and you know, <laughs> he not- relies on it. You're right? When What's you're,
1: that? He's got Francis Ngannou type power. You usually see that in heavyweights, not in a forty-five
0: pound. Yeah, I, well, for his weight class, you know, obviously he doesn't hit as hard as Francis. I'm not saying that, but uh, for his weight class, yeah. yeah, he matches up like that.
1: Crazy to think, yeah. It's really going to come down to the fight IQ of AJ McKee. um mm-hmm. I look at, I look and at the game how, plan. Yeah, I look at how much AJ has matured as a fighter. He showed a lot of that when he dealt with that adversity against Derek Campos when he hurt his knee in the first round, and then he had to continue to fight and he ended up getting the submission. I want to say in the third, right, the end of the third, third, yeah,
0: yeah, so, third round,
1: in the third. But I mean, it was it was one of those fights. Um, that you could tell he would look like he was starting to gas he looked like he would because he exerted so much energy he left himself out of position a bunch of times in that fight like he was trying too hard yep. almost like that excitement of to he beat. was but he's
0: trying to make things happen yeah when he doesn't need to you don't need to
1: but i think when you saw the uh darren caldwell fight he didn't need to make anything happen it and was, he didn't have to he let the fight develop and he was able to capitalize he relied on his skills and his ability to get the job done he made short work of darian caldwell who's a former champion at 135 and phenomenal wrestler so with patricio patricio is not a big guy people like realistically guys like if you if he wanted to he could cut to 35 no problem he would you have to just die down a little bit and he can make the weight just fine you know so um i think it's one of those Like, he's not a big guy. AJ McKee's going to go up to 55 after this if he he wins, from what I understand. He wants the 45 pound title first, is what he's saying. But because he wants to be a champ, champ too. Which is, I love, I love young kids with big aspirations like that. That's phenomenal. I mean, he's got his hands full at 50, 45 right now, Patrice Hill, but he's got his hands really full at 55 with the other, with the other pitbull brother too so those guys up there at the top and you've got other guys there's alexander shabli just got signed he's fighting brent premise that's a fight that's gonna happen that's fucking gonna be a great fight shabli's yep. uh, phenomenal man great fighter as well i've trained with him worked with him and stuff he's really good good on the feet uh you know you've got other guys that are in there gyochi uh, yamuchi he's in there as well you've got other top guys that are in the, in the 55 pound division there as well so i'm yep. excited to see some of those guys fight uh, Peter Quilly's fighting, uh, Patrick, I think coming up, which is nice. Anyways, um, let's go. What's the next fight there? Jason Jackson, naming Gracie. Uh, weird. Very weird fight. Just weird. <laughs> Super strange. Yeah, this-, um, this is more your, uh, department. Cause I came to you. That was the first question I asked you. Cause we were in different spots this time. Um, <clears throat> <Tomorrow. clears throat> Yeah, yeah we are in different
0: <laughs> spots this
1: time. you know
0: he listens to the podcast he'll hear that one moral. <laughs> uh
1: so um i was at the desk this time with jen brown i had a i have a blast up there i love it I love being up there because there's way less work for me to do <laughs> so so much fun um and uh first question i asked you when i came down i was like so the with the jason jackson the ice scrape on the cage like, shouldn't the fight have just been stopped because it's like almost like calling time out? But you said because
0: because of the fact that it's an eye injury and you have a fighter who is now pawing his eye and closing his eye and can't see. What's the most important thing is the safety of the fighter. Well, it was a self-induced injury. It wasn't that he tried to do it. It was his body position got to a point where his face rubbed the cage in a way that his eye got actually pulled open the eyelid got pulled open and so instead of being able to close it to as he's being raked across that chain link his eye was open so now his eyeball is bouncing off a couple of those you know links of chain and that's what caused him the problem now he's sitting there and you could see he physically stopped i did not know what actually occurred to him when it first happened but i saw that he physically stopped and when you saw you know, Naaman all of a sudden is coming up and reversing him and, and Mauro's calling you, oh, it was the reversal, but I'm going, no, Jackson stopped. There's something wrong. He's got an injury. I don't know what it is. And then you saw him and he's trying to talk and tell the referee that it's, you know, held my eye. Well, Naaman didn't do anything wrong. Naaman didn't foul him. It was a self-induced injury. And when you have an injury that is the fighter themselves caused the injury, then it's the same as like a fair blow. But a referee, in consideration of the fighter's health and safety, has someone that he believes can't see. I don't want someone fighting that can't see. I'm gonna, I can stop the match, which Kevin McDonald did. I can now take that fighter to the doctor who can determine, can this person continue on with the injury that he induced upon himself this eye injury, and when the doctor says, "Yeah, he can go on," now he goes and he try he puts him back in the same position. And this is one of the equations: is it ever going to be the exact same thing? No, you know. And I, I always go, "Hey, if you're not cheating, you're not trying." And I'd be the first one if I was chasing Jackson and I'm laying on my back and letting you know Gracie come on top of me for mount. I'm going to try to get myself to a position where I think I can start to get myself out or reverse it instead of just I'm just going to lay there flat like a dummy. Yeah, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to try to kind of get a, as much of an advantage as I can. That's my job. And so they put him back in mountain. They restarted the fight. And he ends up getting, you know, out of the position. But it was just a weird round because, you know, then you kind of forgot everything that kind of happened because, of, you know, you're, you're just talking and considering about the one. And we talked about it. You know, I was, I was like, man, I'm being honest. I gave the round to Gracie just based upon it. I remember seeing him on top of him a bunch. I know that, you know, Jason had his moments in the beginning, but I can't really remember what they were. And I I, I know that he had his moments right at the end, but I I gave it to Gracie. But I went back and looked at it, and I can understand why the judges went and said, nope, Jason Jackson actually damaged him. Hit him with big shots in that round, had the slams. You know, I could definitely go and say, you know, I was wrong in the way I called it. I think the judges got that right. Jason Jackson won the first round. I think Naaman won the second round, and I think Jason Jackson ended up winning the third. And he got the he got the fight 29-28, so the right guy got the fight.
1: Yeah, um, <clears throat> yeah. I mean, I, I pretty much had to, like, remind you how scoring went because, um, <laughs> you, know, uh, you know, I could see Jason Jackson going, like, oh, no, 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 <laughs> no, that's great. Though. I love- no, I, I actually, I kind of, I said, it all came down to the first round. I even wanted to say something. It really
0: did, and it and it was just a weird round.
1: Yeah, it was a weird round for me. I feel like, look, if something like that happens, you scrape your eye, and nothing against Jason Jackson, and you start touching it, and the ref starts asking. It's it's almost I would consider it almost like having a verbal tap, like when you when you tap or you scream out. That's kind of a very similar situation, John, because now the ref sees you doing that and you're pawing at it. You know, and I get it when you wipe it. That's it. But then he was, you know, and he's on my eye, my eye. That's like a verbal tap. So I, I, I kind of think the fight should have ended. Nothing against Jason Jackson at all. And I, I understand. Like, look, I go back and I look at guys like when Randix Tour fought Vitor Belford. Yeah, doing that, but there was blood trickling, and there was you could not
0: for a while there wasn't. You could see a visible. Yeah, well, and I will tell you, and and let's go back to that fight because I did the fight. And I think, I'm think i trying to remember how many seconds it was. Dave might be able to look it up and see what the second Vitor versus Randy fight, how many seconds it went. But the actual punch that caused the injury was really it was the glove. And the, the manufacturing of the glove is what caused the injury. The, the punch kind of missed, but the glove caught the edge a little of. Yeah, there was, because the, instead of rolling the, the, the piece to over on the edge, they used to pinch it and sew it. Oh, it and so it. as I was looking at Randy Couture in this situation, I'm looking at a guy, and it really looked to me that his eyelid, you know how when you're a kid you kind of flip your eyelids inside yeah. out and yeah. they look all kind of funky? That's what it looked like. It looked exactly like that to me. And, and I'm thinking to myself, because he's like, you know, he's blinking it and he's trying to get it back. And I'm thinking, I said, just, just reach up there and flip your eyelid back. Yeah. Cause that's what it really looked like. And then probably, you know, I'm going to say 20, 15 to 20 seconds later, I see a little drop of blood start to come out the corner of his eye. And that's when I was like, oh, that's not what I thought it was. Yeah. And that's why, so I stopped it and I brought it to the ringside physician and the ringside physician in this situation stopped the fight saying, His eye is slit. His eyelid is slit right along the lash line. And we're going to have a hard time sewing that. Yeah. Can't have him fight. If it gets any worse, he could lose his eye. Yeah. So you're looking at, there was a fair blow. Vitor didn't do anything. That was a foul. It was actually the equipment that was bad that caused it. And we ended up changing the gloves after that fight. But. You know, it was a TKO victory. Well, this same thing would have been for Naaman Gracie. If they had stopped the fight, if the doctor said no, he can't go on, or if Kevin McDonald had said, you know, I I don't like what you're doing. I'm just gonna call the fight. It's a TKO victory for Naaman Gracie based upon there was no foul.
1: But well, my point was though, is even in that situation, Randy didn't like wasn't he was blinking a lot, but he wasn't he didn't make any verbal noise. Like oh my god,
0: Eye, nope, right no, so nope. that
1: to me is he wants to continue fighting when he's says oh my eye my eye that's like a verbal tap that's letting the ref know hey i need attention hey i need yeah. attention. like i need you to look at my eye so i can keep fighting that to me is not I, I i look and I'm, i understand like, what you're saying i yeah. understand exactly what you're it's saying like submission gets close and i'm like it's like ah, ah but it's not no
0: him. that's, that's <laughs> it I've, I've, no. I've had too many of those no it's over i i was i was just handed a uh, a fight, and I'm not going to say what it's from, but you know, I have to do a review on it. And I watched it, and and I got a guy that's getting arm bar, and he screams out, Tap, tap, tap. Right? The guy who is applying the arm bar, he lets go of it, being a good sportsman. The referee doesn't hear it. And all of a sudden, the guy who tapped just kind of realizes, grabs a hold of him, and puts him in the other guy's like, What? What? And all of a sudden, he's tapping this guy. And I'm like, Oh my God, how do you get in that situation? So it can happen.
1: You know, I just there's got to be I think there's got to be a rule change a little bit on this. Is that for the verbal for the verbal of, oh, my eye, my eye, my eye. That's that to me is a verbal tap. Like you're trying to bring attention to the to the ref for you to look at something like I I, there was no that was the other thing. There was no blood. So I don't know. I'm a little I'm a little on the fence about it. I love Jason Jackson. I think, you know, he's one. In bellator, all of bellator uh, he's a phenomenal person so fun energetic just a great guy i love doing the fighter interviews with him so, <laughs> um you know but in that situation because when you restart it's not the same fight anymore you've had a minute and a half two minutes now to rest now you put me in mountain now you have a lot more explosiveness to try and get out you know it's like the, all those things play a factor and sure. so you change you start you basically just changes the the how the fight was really going at that moment, at that very moment. And so I think when what after that, it kind of changed the tide. After that, Jason Jackson had two big slam takedowns that started skewing the judges a little bit, I think, too. They were very dynamic, big off the ground, big slams. And then he got on top, did some nice work on the ground and pound. I thought that's what won him probably the first round after the eye injury. The second, I thought even the second was close because Naaman, even though he got the takedown and was on top, he didn't do anything.
0: Yeah. There was a lot of control, but not uh, what we're looking for is damage or the attempt to finish the fight. Are you going after a submission? It's not working fine, but you're going after it. You're doing things to finish the fight instead of doing things to keep my opponent in this position and let time go by. So I don't get hurt. That's not what we're looking for. That's not going to get you anything. And so you're right that he didn't do a lot of things to finish at least work towards the finish and so i think that had a lot to do with the way the judges looked at things yeah because
1: you i went back in the first round i thought name and i was like ah, oh, but i think jason probably stole it with the two big slams and did some work on the ground because even though when Naaman had him flattened out and had his back he wasn't punching because jason jackson was holding the wrist mm-hmm. and so he could
0: yeah, the only thing he did was go for that choke and it really it was never close to being close
1: uh, so that's yeah. i that, i was like it was kind of a weird like you said it was a very weird fight to score fight. because of all the things that happened but i would like to see that in a rematch just to be honest yeah
0: yeah rematch. if i'm jason i'm not sure i want that well you know it's like what does it do for you if you if you do the rematch but you yeah know, he, he'll fight anybody you know he wants douglas lima i think you know we, we're looking at the guy and uh, i think Amazov deserves that over jason yeah. jackson right now
1: it would be foolish not to give it to yaroslav amazon oh yeah he but, deserves it dominant performances in almost all of his fights but you He's beat another undefeated fighter in Logan Storley. He beat him. Yeah. And that was that was one of the best wrestling technique type have seen. And you know, Amosoff not coming from a wrestling background, able to stuff a lot of takedowns, make uh, Logan Storley work. He's a phenomenal athlete. That fight should be happening soon, hopefully, sometime in June or July. So yeah. So. Jason will be on the side just waiting unless he wants to get yeah. one in at the same time. I think
0: he's gonna get one in. This is a guy that likes to fight, so he'll get one in. Him and MVP. I That's what I said. Wouldn't mind that. I think him and MVP is a perfect fight. Yeah. You yeah. know, both of them long, both of them fast. They both like to do kind of the same things. They do it differently, completely. But you know, it would be a good fight. Or Lorenz Larkin. I wouldn't mind a Lorenz Larkin fight.
1: Ooh, yeah, bad. I mean, let's let's talk good fights, man. Uh, yeah, I always
0: thought Lorenz Larkin against MVP would be a great fight. You talk about fast, Lorenz Larkin. <laughs> yes hey.
1: uh tyrell fortune jack may fill the fight <laughs> real quick jack may last minute replacement but they've fought before uh jack may had gotten eaten the groin but um, from there to continue they wasn't able to continue and so on but it wasn't going jack May's the first time he wasn't going his way the first time so this fight um tyrell fortune did exactly what we were protesting to him to potentially do it's like hey why don't you utilize your wrestling as a heavyweight because you're no so- don't do that he's like oh no i think i'm gonna knock him out i'm like oh god but then he went out there right to the wrestling yep On top. Sing,
0: single leg swung him down from that point it was all over
1: you lift the heavyweight's leg up they have no balance yeah you know guys, like pff, the only guy that i've ever seen with decent balance at a heavyweight is is kane
0: i was gonna say kane had great balance so did dc yeah
1: yeah, yeah, yeah. great balance <laughs> dc's kung fu panda <laughs> <laughs> i actually have a i actually have a meme of a uh, kung fu panda with dc's face on it <laughs> uh i mean overall tyrell fortune did what he was supposed to do he was supposed yeah. to yeah jack may stepped in last minute you know but uh he'll probably get back to another fight right away there were jobs I,
0: I liked i liked this call out though man and I, I liked what i did to, to just push his buttons yeah
1: <laughs> I like that he that he's trying to fight someone that is ranked very high. I mean, yes. I like that he wants that fight. Yeah. And then stylistically they're almost the same body style. Same that's style. a good that's
0: a good matchup.
1: And it should be a good matchup. I give Tyrell the speed advantage on the feet and the and probably the I think he's got the better boxing. I don't know if he what, you don't think so?
0: I don't think he's got the speed advantage.
1: No, you don't Bolton. think Fortune has the speed advantage.
0: No, I think Moldovsky's faster than him.
1: Really? Moldofsky's well you've been fast. in the cage of, you've been in the cage with both of them, right? Yep. Yep. i haven't been i've only been cage side and um i haven't re- i haven't really compared in terms of like tyrell fortune being fast on the feet and he like, is fast yeah,
0: he is. but moldovsky's really fast mm, moldovsky's got speed
1: can and and tyrell take him down
0: yes i do believe he can i actually think that tyrell's got the better wrestling the, the question is really does he does him does him use it him. does he use it in a smart fashion or does he just say I'm gonna stand up with this guy?
1: No, he needs to I have I, I told you heard me at the fighter meeting. Like one thing heavyweights don't have is wrestling. If you wrestle, man, you could be champ. Like if you wrestle, if you use your wrestling, set up your punching, you could take it both ways. Like that's why I think that's what got Bader being the champion. That's what got Kane being the champion. That's what got DC being the champion. Sure. Heavyweight guys just cannot wrestle. Not majority of them can't. And the fact that there's not a lot of good wrestlers in, in, in the heavyweight division right now across the board, you know, I think I think he needs to use, utilize his wrestling. I don't know. We'll see what he decides to do.
0: Yeah, that'd be a great matchup. I would love to see that one.
1: Uh, Usman Namargavirov versus Mike Hamill.
0: God damn. Okay, I'm just going to say, Mike Hamill, I want you to know, I know you're 0-2 in your Bellator career. I love you, brother. Man, you are a gamer. You go after it you have you have zero quit in you you took some body shots that i was i was feeling yeah i i I was like oh that hurt man i know that hurt and you just kept coming forward the whole time but man did uzman or magomedov put on a clinic in this is what you do as far as bringing the kicks down low kicks up high body shot head shot all these different angles, all these different techniques and attacks. He brought out a goddamn buffet of striking, you know, techniques and where to attack at certain times and the switch of his feet into a different stance. And then coming back, he was beautiful. Yeah. He looked so good. And then his wrestling defense was outstanding because there was a couple times Hamill got deep on him and he was never able to get that takedown and hold it. Well he yeah, he did take him down twice. He took Usman down, I think two No, he did not take him down. When you have a guy that is hits the ground and is up, he's not been he hasn't been taken down. And a positional change for a moment. Take down is when you control two. the position. Yeah, yeah exactly. Two. No, yeah. there's two. no points. <laughs> and that's the difference. A lot of guy a lot of times people will look at that like, well, in wrestling, that could you know that could have been two points. In wrestling, there's no points. You've gotta you've gotta you have got you have got to you got to take him down. John, and do something with him two points john two points <laughs> well, i want to give two points
1: those of you guys that are watching our show for the first time if you guys haven't figured it out yet i'm like the clickbait guy okay i'm the guy who <laughs> says i like to get john going two points everyone at home going no it wasn't no it wasn't i'm like no, no. <laughs> i'm just here to rally you guys up man um i thought he looked phenomenal i think 22 years old he did a lot of great things he did a very good job at um controlling the distance he also tried to control the pace. I think the kicks were a big factor in that. In the kicks to the body, kicks to the legs, he did. He had a nasty push kick. I want to say in the third round that made Mike camel like buckle over and put his back to the fence. But he, he after he took a couple deep breaths, he came back after came right back. Mike Hamill is awesome. He normally this
0: junkyard fight, dog tough
1: man. Normally fights at forty five. He came up to fifty five. He's like, I don't know if I'm ever going to go back down. He may go back down now, realizing that the guys like uh, Usman are there. But I, I'd like to see him stay at 55 for a little bit longer. You know, give him another one or two more fights, you know, somewhere in there. Um, he's got good wrestling. He's explosive. He's got, you know, he's, he throws a lot of punches and bunches. He just had a hard time getting in on Usman. And I had said that uh, for the pre-fight we were talking about. I said the, the length and the reach and the size of Usman will be the factor. He's long. He utilizes his kicks really well. He a lot of his jab really well. That push kick, all those things were a, a big factor on keeping Mike Camel at bay. And uh, when he didn't keep him at bay, he was able to get the takedown. Two, two.
0: Okay, he was able to get the takedown. He wasn't able to hold him down, but he was able. Will to- you, will you quit saying these things? Because people are gonna look for a takedown and go, "Where is it? I don't see it." Because it never happened.
1: <laughs> oh man, I'm gonna have to go back through and highlight
0: it all and send it to you. dude. Old man, see, eighty years old. We, we need to do a highlight reel of those takedowns.
1: Oh man.
0: Oh, there is no highlight because they didn't happen.
1: <laughs> we, um, when I had talked to some of the, the guys at Bellator, you know, they were very impressed with the fact that he had he was so composed and fought a very good fight. And the other thing is, well, there was moments where he could have got him out of there, but he also didn't rush into things. And that's that's kind of what they're looking for, like in the confidence. I, when I talked to Javier Mendez, he's like, look, the only thing he's lacking from what Khabib has is the mental. And the mental comes with time. Sure. Mental, you know, that comes with time. He's 22... Khabib at this age wasn't like that. You know, he's probably about the same as he was. I'm like, just the mentality is like, hey, you've got to believe in yourself and you believe in yourself every time you get a win. And then we've talked about this confidence is key and confidence comes from what you're doing is having success. So whatever it is you're doing technique wise, it's creating success. That gives you more confidence. Okay, I keep doing what I'm doing. And you start adding more tools and more tools. And yeah. that's all he's going to do. He's going to get better and better. And I'm, I'm looking forward to see how his
0: career goes. You know, that confidence also comes from being in situations like he had with Mike Hamill last night. Because this is the one. One of the things that's so hard for a young fighter to do is you take a look at Usman. Usman had finished every opponent he had been in against except for one. So when you start to have that run and you, you hit people and they fold. Or they fall down you start to get into hey man when i hit someone they they go down and they don't get up and i can finish fights and then you're gonna run into that person like a mike hamill you hit him with everything and they just keep coming and that is a mental game that you have got to get through and understand hey i'm gonna hit this guy with everything i have And he's going to keep coming and I'm just going to keep hitting him again. And you just put it in your head. doesn't matter. I'm just going to keep hitting him again because a lot of guys will actually mentally start to break in the fight, even though physically they're winning it because they're so used to having success and getting somebody out of there. And now this guy won't go away. And although they're winning physically, they're starting to lose this thing mentally because inside they start to get concerned like, I can't stop him. He keeps coming, and this is all part of maturing as a fighter. You get to those fights like this for Usman, where you go, "This was a good fight for you. This is a fight you need. You need to have those ones where you showed. Yep, I see that you just keep coming, and I'm just gonna keep hitting you." And that's what he was doing. So that's a good fight for him.
1: Good stuff. <clears throat> uh, what was the next fight on there?
0: <laughs> uh,
1: <laughs> Karatnabe versus Alejandro Lara twitter blew up on this fight
0: <laughs> uh, you got, you, I, here's the one thing I, I just look at with you gotta love the attitude yeah. of alejandra lara she's having fun yeah. she likes what she's doing she's 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 in a place right now at this moment this is where i want to be and that's what you want to see out of your fighters you want to see that i want to be here i'm excited about what i'm doing and, you know, she does the dance, you know, coming down. That's fantastic because she has a dance background. You know, she has all kinds of different, you know, crazy things. When you look and, you know, people think about fighters. She's got the, you know, psychology background and all those things. And then dance and then got into martial arts. And She's fun to watch. She made some fundamental mistakes in her stand-up that ended up costing her the fight, I think. You know, she trying to, you know, hurt Watanabe and hit her with shots that were heavy she kind of crushed her own space she's the she's the reason many times that Watanabe was able to get her hands on Lara which ended up being bad for Alejandra cuz she hit the ground too many times was put on her back too many times and it was what we we had talked about the, the place that that Alejandra Lara cannot be with Watanabe is on her back she's she's going to be in trouble there because Watanabe's super strong she's super heavy on top she does you know enough damage to keep it there and she's just going to wear you out and that's basically what ended up happening in the second and third round.
1: Well, Watanabe being as strong as John, like you were saying that she was. But overall, I think I think Alejandro Lara was stronger than her. There was a couple of times she just bridged her over like nobody's business. I'm all, you know. So when I said I felt that Alejandro Lara was the bigger fighter, she, she filled out very well after making weight. And you could see that she looked big walking, doing her dance as She did. I was like, she didn't look like the same person that I saw the day before at weigh-ins. She was, she was more filled out. And when she was able to bridge her over a couple of times, there was one time when Watanabe threw her and she just stepped over her body. Step
0: over it for the mount. like
1: that, That's that's very impressive against an Olympian. you yep. know, a, a Judo Olympian. And just when she had, had one-two where she got taken down, her back was flat. and She was able just to reverse her right to the top position. Just physically strong she is. Alejandro Lara is. And I'm not saying Watanabe isn't, because she obviously is. But when we were doing the comparison one has technique to hold people down she just wasn't Watanabe's just not as strong as Alejandro Lara. Lara uses a lot of strength instead of technique so in the third round you saw she couldn't do that anymore because the tired tired, strength was gone
0: the power was gone
1: closeness and everything all that stuff had just dissipated and so when we were having these conversations about that fight Alejandro Lara had to keep her distance stick and move the jab it was that stupid kick that kept getting her in too close she would throw the punch and then she would throw the kick but she would throw the kick to the body one time she got taken down because it got caught a couple other times it just got caught in when Watanabe stepped in to close the distance on the kick if you're up on one foot you only got to sweep one leg
0: especially oh she did that outside reap on that leg though it was beautiful
1: did it all the time she did like two or three times you know, and uh, a couple times she's missed it, but she had success with it. Like, I want to say two or three times, and so that just comes down to just, just fight IQ, cornering as well. Cornering, stop throwing the uh, kick. No, stop throwing the kick. The corner's got to be yelling to you, "Hey, we see something on the outside. That kick is getting you in trouble. Stop throwing it. Stick the jab. Move." And the, at the end of the midway through the second round, she stopped moving. Yeah. She did right in front of her that's not where you want to be you want to punch move punch punch move because in the first round when she was moving she likes to move around a lot she was having success in landing some clean hard shots on Watanabe She was yeah. and that that to me like had her winning that first round
0: but, oh if she did
1: yeah after that though and she kind of came on well in the second but then she got tired you know because she had dried she almost dropped Watanabe I think in the second or she kind of got her wobbled a little bit in one of the exchanges I don't know if she was off balance like I said, it's not hard for me to watch the fights from the damn desk. <laughs> Anyways.
0: <laughs> uh, oh, man. I, I'm sorry, dude. I was like, you're cracking me up. Way up there, man. Goddamn. Desk. Watching from the desk tomorrow. <laughs>
1: I love hey, it. moral. I love it.
0: Uh, Oh, Love me some um, more
1: yeah but i mean overall i thought uh it was a great fight Uh, they they brought the heat they did a great job watanabe fought a smart fight fight iq came through in the third you know she controlled the top position shoulder pressure made Alejandro lara like try to expend a lot of energy with one movement versus using technique to get out she's got to focus on more of using the technique in those type of positions and uh, she wasn't able to she was trying to explode out of a lot of things so she must have a lot of success in the gym Doing the moves that she does in the explosiveness area, like when she bridged her over a couple times, mm-hmm. but you can't do that against top people when you get to the to later rounds. It just doesn't happen. You got to use technique and focus on the technique. And so she's gonna have to go back to the drawing board. But I enjoy watching her fight from the dance out to the time she leaves the cage. I enjoy it, and Twitter loved it apparently as well. There was a lot of girls. <laughs> Twitter loved it as well. Twitter got blown up last night when she was fighting. You know, girls loved it as well. There was a ton of girls on there. So I'm uh, talking about it. They they love the fact that she fought her ass off, and I think that both both girls gave gave a great performance. Um, we'll get into some of the uh, into some of the performances in the um really, a couple, yeah, a couple. But let's just uh, Magomed Magomedov did not disappoint. He's on track to. We talked about the when the rankings came out. He should be ranked number probably like two or three somewhere in there. Um, yeah. It shouldn't be long before he gets to the top. I know that he wants a higher ranked opponent. I'm glad he actually called you back to say that that's what he wanted because I he tried gonna,
0: to get him to say something with it.
1: I thought he's gonna let that moment pass it by. I'm like, whoa, whoa, whoa! What are you doing, man? Like, uh, no, no. So I want to remind people: this is the guy that he, up until this last fight with Aljo, uh, Peter John only lost was to him. So if you guys were watching on uh, Friday night last night. Then you guys will understand. This was uh, Peter Jan's only loss up until the DQ loss to, to Aljo. So he still only has one loss, as you guys can see. Um, so when you guys are watching this guy fight, just understand that's how damn good this guy is. So he's phenomenal, great wrestler. Uh, he's got some decent stand up, you know, but he's got like,
0: good stand up because he's got good spinning attacks, man. His spinning back kick is nice.
1: Doesn't throw it a lot. That's the thing. You know, until he finds someone that can stop his takedown, he doesn't need to throw it a lot. <laughs> so that's the point, right? If I don't need to throw a lot of stand-up mm-hmm. because I can just take you down at will, then what does it matter? Yeah. So um, great stuff. Phenomenal fight by him. And then we get into, uh, who is that? Mondel- oh, man,
0: Mandel Nalo.
1: Oh, the, the
0: the rat garbage, I think, is what they called him last night. Rat garbage. I used to I used to have a friend, you rat bastard. Well, this is rat garbage. So funny. <laughs> he's a great guy man he's you know he pitched a shutout i have he did not miss a shot everything he threw hit the target he's he's accurate he's very precise
1: with his stuff he's accurate he's funny uh we talked to him we talked to him uh people if you guys don't know the story on him he's somebody that doesn't really need to work his wife is like a really like high-end doctor yeah what high-end doctor high-end doctor in in canada and yeah. so he's just like yeah
0: she just tells me just keep training do what just you train. Want. you don't have to work you like, bring the money you bring the money in off the fights when you do that doesn't matter that's so great i want to i want a wife like that i'm marrying up <laughs> <laughs> what a savage
1: anyways uh good stuff man i mean like he's he's really good and i know he's had some misfortunes like his lost achilles mota you know uh, he hurt his leg and he tore his knee i think is what he it would happen right yep so he tore his knee in that fight but uh he was he was doing well i mean he was having some problems with, with the leg kicks a little bit but he was doing well in that fight as well until he hurt his knee uh the sadawad fight was a no contest what was it yeah. a knee, right 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 shot Only shot, it was very accidental. It happened happened early, too, in the fight. What was it like?
0: It was was the first round, about two minutes in, yeah, two minutes in.
1: Uh, but yeah, he's someone to keep an eye on, you guys. I know that, um, he doesn't really,
0: I can't say he really looks the part, but no, he looks like he's a jazz musician, doesn't he? He could be there just hitting a guitar playing jazz, man, just looking cool.
1: What was the (laughs) movie that, um, that, um, who's the actor robin williams that pl- he played patch adams he reminds me of patch adams patch adams was the doctor that's his wife yeah yeah i know but <laughs> with,
0: the look, with the little because he likes to do the little uh the, oh he'll do the he'll do the mustache uh, up and stuff
1: assess twitch yeah he kind of reminds me of patch adams See, yeah, he's a lot
0: faster than past patch, patch adams
1: man. The real Patch adams <laughs> so you look up the real patch adams he actually has that little like mus- uh handlebar there you go oh really there he is
0: okay yeah.
1: Does that not look like him, John? <laughs> well, well, one's a white guy, and one—what is Mandela? Doesn't it
0: matter. But do you take a look at that picture right there with Manda? He—he exactly he always got the this, this, the different facial it cuts off the bottom, you know, with the chin and stuff. So they look exactly alike, Dave. I, they do not look exactly alike. If that's if that's your idea of exactly alike, we got a problem. But they both are guys that are their own type of special people. They don't care. I want to look the way I want to look. I love it. I love it. Yeah, it's all good. Um, he look, can fight though, man. I want to talk about Christopher Gonzalez.
1: He looked good. I can't say whether he looked good or Roger worth it looked like shit. He looked good. <laughs> I'm sorry, man. Rogers is not the same guy.
0: He hasn't been.
1: He has. You know, what?
0: I, got- I love. I love Roger, but you got. You just got to be honest about it. You know, he's. You know his Roger's career in Bellator. You know he's on. That was his.
1: Fifth or sixth loss Sixth loss, I believe. Sixth loss in a row. Yeah. Yeah. I, mean, I, don't, I don't think they're going to have him back. Like, he's just not. I mean, and you could tell after the first round, he sat down on the stool. He wasn't even making eye contact with his
0: said, Dude, I said, I told, I, I, I looked at Morrow and I said, you know, look at his eyes. Look what he's looking at. And look where his attention's at. He's telling you, I don't want to
1: be here. Yeah. It's almost. It's happening
0: again. I don't want to be here.
1: Damn, yeah, man. You know, and it's so, it's, it's so sad. It's, it is sad because there was so much hype behind him he's a good looking guy like he he's a he's super exciting fighter to watch he was you know and now it's almost like he just feels i looks like i'm watching him he just realizes that he doesn't have the athletic ability anymore to get himself out of these position and then it's to the point where he realizes he doesn't have that and so now it, he doesn't have the mental ability to get out of there as well he's yeah. just like he's just beaten down and it's it's a shitty situation because i know he's 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 a phenomenal athlete he just i don't think he, he doesn't have it anymore
0: well he he was a phenomenal
1: athlete yeah
0: at 37 years of age he started to slow down he's not he's not as fast as he used to be and the game has changed you know where roger was really good before there's other guys that are just better and he, he doesn't have that big knockout power he's got to put volume on you And, you know, you take a look at his opponent in Chris Gonzalez. Chris Gonzalez is, you know, we're talking about a national team member on, you know, the 2016 Greco national team. He wanted to go back because the Olympic trials are basically going right now and he wanted to go and compete in it. He made the decision. I made the decision to be MMA. I'm going to stay with that. And he had the fight with Roger instead. But, you know, he was seriously considering going and and, uh, trying out again for the Olympic team. And his wrestling is good. You know, and he's an athlete and you just saw faster, stronger, you know, and in the end, just a more talented fighter doesn't have the same fight experience, but he's learning things that Roger has let go past him. Roger, I don't believe is learning anymore. And it's, it's always been the one thing. And, you know, I've, I've personally said this to Roger, so I don't feel that bad saying it because he knows how I feel. Roger does not fight smart. for a guy that has all the experience that he has and i've talked to him about it i said when something like this and i've pointed him out this is what occurs and then you get out of the situation and then you go right back to it what are you thinking what is going through your head that tells me that you're not being smart this is what you need to do and he says i know i know i know well if you know you got to start to at least show that you're trying to go in that direction and he just can't you know, he's going to do what he's going to do. He's, he's more of a, I go out there and I don't really think about it. I, I go with what, you know, is just happening at the moment. And there's not a real, he, you can have a game plan for him, but once he steps in there, you're going to get what Roger gives you as far as I'm just going to go for it and open up and try to get this guy out. You know, he set his feet against, you know, you know, you know, Patricky Pitbull, he hits hard. Yeah. He's got power. He may not have the same pound for pound power that his brother has, but he, he's, he's got dogs in his hands, as you would say. Yes. And when you're Roger and you don't have that same power, why would you set your feet and start getting into a gunslinging slinging battle with a guy that has more power? That just doesn't show that you're using your fight IQ. That shows that you're being tough. And being tough is great, but it doesn't get you that far in the sport. Being smart gets you far. And that's what I've seen out of Roger. And, you know, I, I, I love Roger as a person. I think he's a great person. You know, he's had a lot of issues, you know, growing up. He had a lot of hard times, man. He, he's been through a lot. and He has come out on the, on the upper side of it because he's a great person, but fighting wise, I think it's time to, for him to start talking about doing something else in fighting if he wants to be part of it.
1: Yeah, I think that he fighters will sometimes you know how they say i'll reverse this back a little bit you know how they say when you see like a guy who's in his like 30s late 30s or 40s or whatever and they still dress like they're in the affliction era is because they remember that that was like their prime of success and they continue to dress that way they continue to do their hair that way they continue to do all those things because that's like in their mind that was when they recognized that they were the most popular
0: successful
1: Most successful, whatever it is, Roger was the most successful when he fought Clay Guida. That was like the height of his career, and that's what got him on the cover of Sports Illustrated. All he was the first MMA fighter to be on the cover of Sports Illustrated. All of that happened because of the style of which he fought. He Mm -hmm. tries to rekindle that, but you can't when you're older because now you're fighting younger, more talented, more skilled, and the sport has evolved so much since then that guys like Gonzalez can. Out wrestle you can take you down, control the position, dominate you from those positions because of their actual talent and ability that they've put in for the last twenty years that they've been doing since they were kids, you know. And so Roger is still trying to feel like fight in that era of which he was successful, and it's not there anymore. That era is past, you know. Like if we were to look back at, you know, you look at the Ken Shamrock era, the tough guy talk and the attitude, it's not there anymore. It's true. No,
0: oh, it's absolutely true.
1: And it, you know even if you were to go to the frank shamrock era as well it's not there anymore you've gotta you can't you, you've got to have more than just cardio frank well, that's how he broke people was the cardio and the conditioning with tito ortiz just like i'm gonna make him puke i'm gonna make him throw up. make him quit like that era is over every fucking athlete is in tip-top shape if you're gonna be a fighter majority of them are so not all of them but you know what i mean <laughs> The learning curve is over in a lot of areas. Now it comes down to technique. So the Alejandro Lara, I go back to that as well. It's the learning curve. You can't just explode out of things in one or two moves. You've got to use the technique, and as the fight goes on, you can have to continue to use that technique to to get out of these positions. And
0: Rob gotten there yet? Yeah, and exactly what you're saying. You know, the the explosion is great. It's great to have power, and I I'll be the first one to say that. Like I I relied on it when I was younger and rolling and stuff like that because. It worked for me but when you get tired it's not going to be there where technique as you're talking about is there no matter when you're fresh or when you're tired the technique if you do it right it's still there and you can utilize it
1: i would have never have guessed that you would have used explosiveness for those big ass arms and legs <laughs> back in the day jesus I once or twice <laughs> i would have arm bar you and you would have just like curled yeah. me back Picked
0: you up and just brought you in and said why are you trying to do that
1: I was, uh, it's so funny I was um, I was, We were in Vegas or whatever When I first met Bobby, Bobby Lashley And and uh, We were fucking around And I was like showing him some technique And we started fucking around And uh, he, I kid you not I slapped an armbar on him real quick He fucking picked me up and slammed my head On the fucking ceiling of the hotel room <laughs> He's like <laughs> bam, bam, I was like I finally had to let it go it was so great Damn. Oh man, he's a good dude yeah, he uh, Outside of that, I mean, that was really, the, the, you know, who I wanted to talk about. You know, Mandel Nalo, Christopher Gonzalez. I mean, good stuff. Yep. I mean, outside of that, you know, I thought, the, I thought the night of fights were good. A couple first-round finishes, I think, leading up into the, the earlier prelims. But, you know, um, you have fights like that sometimes.
0: Roman Feraldo. This is a guy that people need to watch. He's going to be good. This guy, is. he's got good hands. He's got a good ground game. But, man, his stand-up he's slick he is gonna be good he's five and zero oh now you know not you know the guy he beat I'm not saying that that was much you know trevor's a uh, tough guy good on the ground not real good in the stand-up raises his chin a lot but i'm telling you roman Feraldo, he's gonna be around for a while
1: i don't know why trevor goody ra- raises his chin he's like what six six
0: six seven
1: six seven i'm like why do you gotta raise your chin dude like no one's getting- i know
0: it's high enough <laughs> Yeah, like, that I'd thing should be sewn to, to, to your chest
1: i'd have <laughs> to <laughs> Jump up and swing up just to hit you in the chest.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I know. Oh,
1: uh, man. Happens. All right. Well, I mean, overall, the, the the fight of nights, give me a recap, John. Overall, good night of fights, you think? I mean, you think the people and the fans that we had talked to, our, our, our podcasting people, our fans for for our channel, do you think they were impressed with this card or do you think like, uh, maybe they're you know, hesitant for next week?
0: They have to be honest about everything. And you look and you say, prelims were actually really good. There was a couple of performances in there. I thought that, Gugu, uh, Jose, uh, Augusto, Azevedo, he really actually looked good. He's out of the Pitbull Brothers camp. This is a guy that hasn't lost since he's been with the Pitbull Brothers and he's getting better all the time. I thought Chris Gonzalez looked fantastic. uh, Mandel Nalo, you you cannot pitch a more perfect game in a fight than what he did in that fight. He didn't get touched and everything he threw landed and hurt. So, you know, Magomed Magomedov, I'm telling you, that's the guy that everyone's gonna have to look out for in the 135s. Was, you know, I saw him when he was in Russia. I, I refereed him against Peter Yan when Peter Yan won, but he is good everywhere. He's not just a wrestler. He's got great stand up. He's got a lot of submissions. He's he's gonna be the future in the bantamweights. And then I thought that you know, if you look at the main card, the Nabi versus Lara fight was fun. I thought the Nirmaga Medoff fight against Hamill was. I thought it was just an incredible performance by both guys for different reasons you know Tyrell fortune did exactly what he should have done he wrestled and got rid of a guy real fast that he should have uh the Jason Jackson and, and uh Newman Gracie I'm just I'm sorry it was weird <laughs> it just was a weird fight it was almost like we need to redo and then the champ Patricio did exactly what he continues to do and proved why you know, what you say and I say all the time, he's one of the best featherweights, if not the best featherweight in the world. He's freaking good.
1: Yeah, if I'm going to go through this card, Dave, can you scroll down a little bit? I'm going to start basically Chris Gonzalez. I want to see him get a big step up in competition. I want to see him get there. He needs to be a little bit um, more focused on his stand up, his exchanges. He will sometimes shoot raw dog, which will lead to to some losses if he doesn't start working on his stand-up and his setups, He needs to focus on that a little bit more because he's shooting jabs from way far away to get in on, on the double leg or get in on the body lock. And that's going to cost him against guys that are really good because the level of, uh, like we've talked about, the evolution of the sport, stopping the first and the second takedown, almost everyone knows how to do it now. So you need to start getting better because when you get to those upper echelon of guys, he's going to have a hard time getting that, that first takedown. So he's going to have to go to the second and the third that chain wrestling uh that we talk about with some of the russians he's gonna have to start fo- focusing on that if he's gonna start getting takedowns against these top guys so he needs to work on his setups on his stand-up to his takedowns um what, Matt, what an athlete he is though he is phenomenal. oh a god great kid we ran into him a couple times after his fights and super knowledgeable like in terms of like super respectful too i was giving him i just tell him like yeah i saw this saw that i know i know i need to work on that and just willing to take in advice and and understand like hey we're just trying to help you know like whatever it is um Mandel Nalo, the only knock I have on him is just being more active i want to see him fight more you know That's- there's no reason for him not to fight you know in that top in the top group of guys i'd like to see him fight a patriki i'd like to see him fight a um
0: chris Gonzalez.
1: chris yeah chris, uh, chris might be not ready for him yet okay i would say i would say chris is one step behind mandonalo not, he's just very well-rounded a little bit probably a little bit too much well-rounded for right now i would give chris maybe one or two more fights before i give him someone like him. maybe a uh yamauchi how about mando nalo and yamauchi
0: oh that's good <laughs>
1: no not not for chris gonzalez that's that right. okay
0: <laughs> no yeah, i can see nalo against yamauchi that's a, that's yeah that's a good one
1: you know um you know somewhere in there or you go Ma- you go mando nalo versus um Adam Piccolotti.
0: That would be a good one,
1: good fight as well. So in that mix, Magomed Magomedov. I mean, we're really just talking like kind of. We'll see what happens with the James Gallagher and Patchy mix fight. I would like to see him fight the winner of that fight. Let's just and then get right to the title shot after that. That's that's okay. the kind of way I want to see it. He, wow, you, the, you, not, well,
0: you you did you did hear what you just said, right? What? Well, I'd like to see him the winner of patchy Mix and Gallagher because then I want Magomed to fight them and then he'll fight for the championship. Because no, I didn't already, mean you're you're already predicting he's going to no.
1: win. I said I don't want to I I don't I s I don't wanna slow row him to the title. Like in terms of I want him to, to be fighting those top guys. So you
0: you think within one more fight he should be fighting for the title.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Okay. Yep. 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 I mean there's no reason who else is in that division at that weight class. You've got patchy, you've got um you got Pettis, you've
0: got uh what's it called? That one's that one's happening May seventh, so we know that one, right? Yeah. So
1: Juan Archuleta and Pettis are fighting. You've got um patchy mix. her fighting. I'd like Dallher to see him fight. Uh, how about Horaguchi if we can get that fight to happen. That'd be a great idea. You've got
0: don't oh, no, I I think you know if, if I was going to put right now and I wanted to see uh, Magomed fight someone in that weight class, I think I would actually want him to fight um Leandro Higo. I think that would be a good matchup. Do you th- is Higo
1: better than uh Matos? that's the thing he just beat matos why
0: well i i do think Higo is more uh, explosive in the standup than matos you know and i would say you know you could put rafion Stots in there against magomed that would be a great fight because rafion on the ground is outstanding his wrestling is outstanding so it's going to stop a lot of what Magomed did so then it's going to become really more of a standup. but i think magomed's standup. Is a lot more dynamic than Rafian, so it's yeah. it's just a weird con. I I like the Leandro Higo because Higo's got power and he likes to he likes to throw his hands. He's a black belt in Brazilian Jiu Jitsu, so he's got the ground, but he's going to try to knock someone's block off, and we'll see how Magomed deals with that. I've watched him once with a guy that tried to knock his block off, so yeah, we'll see,
1: I guess yeah, that might be a good fight.
0: Okay, Josh Hill, isn't Josh Hill fighting Stotts? I believe so
1: yeah that's, that's a, a good fight josh hill's one of those guys just very technical, quiet himself you know in position
0: technically good but so quiet doesn't say a thing he's uh, the gentleman
1: yeah he doesn't do anything that's like super flashy but he just dominates fights yeah. good fighter man really good fighter so the, yeah there's a lot of good fights to be had here coming up by you know by the end of may into june so i'm excited for Bellator. They're doing good stuff um the recap of it all when i go to uh Magomed, so Watnabi, i mean realistically i don't know what else would be next for her you can I mean, she beat Lara. You kind of got to put her in that. Does she fight a Lima next?
0: She could fight a Lima next, or she, you know, she
1: gonna can. fight because Liz Carmouche is probably gonna, and whoever Liz Carmouche is fighting next is gonna end up getting the title shot probably after that. So, yeah, winner, I would think the winner of that fight, whoever Liz fights, I think is gonna end up
0: getting the title shot. Yeah, um, I would think exactly what you're saying though. Alimale and Watnabi, yeah, that would be the fight.
1: It kind of falls right into what a Lima game is, yeah, in the submissions so that would make that would make sense there uh usman if we're going to match him up against somebody give me somebody you're going to match him up against
0: in the 155ers man i'll tell you what i would like to see usman against miles Ooh, ooh! see that's i'm always thinking a that's a really good fight thank you very much i appreciate the encore right there as you would say <laughs> yeah that's a really good fight yeah
1: yeah, I don't think I'm gonna try to uh, step on that. I think that's- okay, I like that. That, yeah, that's a great fight. Uh, and then Tyrell Fortune, we go right up into. He's already called out Moldowski. I'm not gonna touch that. That's that's exactly perfect.
0: The- perfect.
1: Big matchup. Jackson now is just gonna wait for the title shot if he's smart. He'll wait for the you know unless he wants to get a fight on the same car just in case one of those guys gets COVID. You could step right in. That'd be smart for him as well if they could do that.
0: Yeah, well, I still think you take Jackson, Jackson, and MVP put them together. Now, or you could put Lorenz Larkin and MVP together. That's What's fine too. What well
1: with Lorenz, I heard that he's p- potentially fighting eighty-five now.
0: Well, he might. You know, he used to. Let's be honest. It, when I first watched Lorenz fight, he was a heavyweight. Then he was a light heavyweight. Yep. Then he went down to middleweight. Then he went down to welterweight. This is a guy that fought everywhere.
1: <laughs> he fought. I remember when he fought uh, King Mo and Strikeforce said light heavyweight, and he came out of the cage and he was like, "These guys are too big."
0: Oh yeah. Well, he got <laughs> crushed in that yeah mo just put the beating on him. if you remember that that was a that was a fight that actually kept mo from being put on the ufc's roster yeah. well Boy. go back and watch that fight because king mo crushes lorenz puts him on the ground and is hitting him and he wants the referee to stop it the referee at the time was kim winslow oh. and she didn't stop it and she let she let lorenz get crushed and when she did then when she finally stopped it mo got up and basically chastised her yeah saying you know, you, you know what the hell you should have stopped that fight you know because he didn't want to hurt lorenz you know more than he had to to get the win and then the athletic commission kind of got involved and called him in and he basically berated him and that was that the ufc said yeah you're not gonna be part of our roster
1: probably smart though on kimo's part <laughs> oh dude
0: man yeah yeah here's here's king mo take a look at the shots that lorenz look at where the hands are at man he's
1: out she she's she's not roughing anymore is she no no she got so much flack for a lot of fights yeah well
0: there's a (laughs) reason
1: i just refrain let's just refrain let's go to the next
0: next thank you very much i appreciate you pulling me out of the dark side there
1: yes (laughs) all right so um let's get into some news there pod oh wait let's actually first Oh, no, no my use the promo code weighing in and uh hopefully you guys get a luster spending cash which they are willing to give you so go ahead and uh throw that first initial deposit if
0: you do it fast you can you actually bet on the final four. Oh yeah that's right it's today and you can bet okay. on at least some of the opening games of baseball still i guess you know but uh you got baseball coming in too so there's all kinds of things what are you putting your thumb down for watch oh, his fucking Get out of here! What man. are you talking about, man? I go to the I I go to the double A games. Those are cool. I watch those
1: ones because those are fun. These, these they are fun. Baseball once fucking like watching paint dry. One hundred eighty. <laughs> <laughs> they need to the season in half. Like just cut it in half. No one wants to sit through all that shit for fucking half the year. Get out of here with that nonsense. It's the yeah. most boring. I I understand the nostalgia of going to a game. I get it, but. <clears throat> Oh, gosh, man. 100, what, hundred and eight. <laughs> get out of here.
0: 162 games.
1: Yeah, like just get out. Split the season in half, make it two seasons. You have two World Series. I'll buy that all day long. I'll do that. Short seasons, <laughs> half. You're have
0: two, you, you are the 2021 first half World Series champion. You are the 2021 second half. That's what? the dumbest thing I've ever.
1: heard. Rip it up, being a, a new year every year. I mean, the damn season's so damn long. It seems like fuck. Oh, it is long it's ridiculous spring training season won't end till, God get out of here it's it's i don't even tune in until like it's probably game seven of the world series it's like season's almost over yes <laughs> just that's it
0: so you're watching just because it's the last game so you can watch it go go away
1: yeah exactly <laughs> that means that like football season's starting to get good right around that time um go what's it called go zags that's right final force today go zags uh, they got their hands full today with UCLA. Yeah, number 11 seed, baby. Got to give them love. I like their coach, man. He's very—he uh, has that 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 uh, energy that I like to see with the with the young kids. <laughs> fun man. He's fun. So I, I'm I'm a Zags fan because I went to high school up in Coeur Lane, and Zags were right down the street in Spokane. And so uh, I want them to finally get their first uh, championship. You know, they got to the finals two years ago. Was it last year?
0: God, it's gotten been- to the final four before. Yeah, they've if gotten to
1: final the Final four twice, I think. Believe yeah. and then, um, and they've gotten to the finals. I want to say it was last. It wasn't last year because of the year of the whatever it was called, twenty twenty. The yeah, year the before, COVID year. Yeah, the year before they got to the finals and they lost. So it's been so long. Um, they didn't have the championship last. Didn't have
0: the the tournament last year.
1: Yeah, so I hope they finally get it. You know, they.
0: So go to my bookie. Get your uh, thing. Get your your account going, and then go bet every.
1: They give you some extra money. All right. So give us some news here.
0: Um, Conor McGregor and Dustin Poirier are official for USC 264 uh, on July 10th. Yep. July 10th. And um, it's in. it says likely in Las Vegas. And so Connor and Dustin have both released statements. Likely in Las Vegas. You know what's going to be the deciding factor there. Yeah. Can, they, can they put people's butts in the seats in the T-Mobile arena? yeah you
1: think they're gonna make it
0: work ah uh, you know the, w- i think they're gonna end up with you know that fight's definitely gonna happen the question is you know th- you got to figure they're trying to go back to the international fight week that's a big money maker forum and things like that so uh, is it gonna happen as far as the fight's gonna happen is it gonna happen in vegas that, that really comes down to a governor by the name of sisolaka because it's all dependent upon what he decides and opening things up and if they can put all the people they want in that arena or if he's going to say no you know you got to do a 25 percent or something they're going to end up going to texas they are going to go to florida or something like that they're going to go to a place where they can sell the stadium out
1: <laughs> i'm just laughing at all the other sports right complaining complaining but then they go to the states where they're allowed to have fans money does it <laughs> funny how money solves everything money solves um everything yeah it's uh, i want to say that it's um i think they're gonna get it done i think what's gonna happen is you know like i just said money seems to find its way into politicians pockets and then they'll find a way
0: to- Ooh, look at you making big statements
1: they'll find, a way, they'll find a way to get to get it done in vegas i think because like you said international fight week will it be like the old international fight week though will it be where they have other sponsors and everyone else because they just signed that deal with venom you know, all the fighters get another five grand bump and pay, basically, you know, <laughs> five grand. Um, <laughs> uh, so they get a little, you know, bump and pay, which is nice. At least there's some money going to the fighters. Um, but <laughs> they get the bump and pay. But are they going to bring back? Like, you know, they used to have like, you know, Affliction was there. Cage, uh, Cage Hero was there. um or some of the other ones? I think I'm sure like a lot of the new wrestling sponsors will be there as well. Near fall is there. Um, you know, what's the other one that I was thinking of? I was not think a bunch of them anyways, but they're all going to be a right, tap out and stuff like that used to be there. There, you know, um, but these companies, will they start coming back. Will they come back and set up booths, do autograph signs? fighters made money? You know, I mean, yes, I recall, did right when we got someone right when they bought strike force, I did that very first one. Cause it was right after the, um, Nate Diaz fight. And when I fought Nate, it was right after that we went to the to the the international fight week. Fight week, I made a lot of money. <laughs> I made a lot of money. <laughs> I made a lot of money that week. I want to say honestly, that weekend I went there. It started on Thursday. I went Thursday, Friday, Saturday, signed all day basically. I want to say I made almost hundred grand. You know, it was it was busy. I was tired, but it was busy. It didn't keep me from going out at night though.
0: Yeah, Hold it. You, it was busy, and you were tired, and you put 100 Gs I in know. your bank account. You weren't that tired. No, I wasn't, it was, no. It was, it was a good weekend.
1: I was motivated. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I good money.
0: Yeah. Uh, I mean, you, need, you know how much I, I, I actually, during International Fight Week then, I was uh, there was three shows for the UFC. Mm-hmm. And so I, didn't I, only, I think I only did two of them. They, they, they tried to hold you out in one of them. And so I made three thousand dollars for the weekend. Thank you very much. <laughs> You're hundred G's. Screw you, Josh.
1: <laughs> Let me be your manager.
0: Okay, you can do that.
1: <laughs> no, oh man, jeez, that's ridiculous. Man. You hustled so much, man. That's why I was
0: running all over the globe.
1: Jeez, man, I'm surprised that you didn't i'm surprised you didn't do more autograph signing sessions were you allowed to
0: yeah but i always got you know, every time i would do one you would have one of the commissions would get you know, why are you doing that stuff and it's like Jesus Christ. because they looked and said well if you're doing it for the international fight week you're doing it for the ufc it's like
1: oh, uh that sucks man yeah that right. sucks
0: I mean, one oh, to- you always got someone saying something man when you're an official One good thing is that John built his own house out of wood, so like we don't, you don't have to ever worry about buying a house. (laughs) That's it, man. Oh man, I can make my own home.
1: I am handy. Um, this fight, Conor McGregor being signed, Dustin Poirier, it's gonna happen. International Fight Week. I, 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 I've said it. I think it's gonna happen again. I think Dustin's gonna get get to the calf. Depends on how bad the calf was damaged and uh, he's just got to stay out of the range for the first two rounds and i think the cafe is going to be harder and harder to block as the fight goes on.
0: Dude, did you not read what he said? What? Did you not read it? What is wrong with you, man? You, you'll know everything that's going to happen in that fight just based upon the tweet. Oh, you're going to see go down, go other way. Other way, other way, other way, other no, way. That's up. That's up, buddy. There you go. The fight is booked. July 10th. You're going to see what the mac is about adjust and absolutely fucking destroy baby okay okay there you go see now you know i'm a a believer now (laughs) i should be a
1: believer now okay i haven't i haven't talked i'm I'm
0: glad i could change your mind
1: (laughs) i haven't talked No, like when i walked up to mayo sanchez he got me believing as I was.
0: <laughs>
1: so until I talked to Connor. I, I don't believe it.
0: <laughs> okay. But when you talk to him, you will
1: reading it, reading it doesn't do anything for me. Doesn't no.
0: do the same thing. Okay.
1: <laughs> Not at all.
0: Yeah. Oh man. I had people actually coming up to me about that tweet and going, Oh, Connor said this. <laughs> oh yeah. I could say a lot of things too. It doesn't mean it's going to change anything. Oh man. Yeah
1: it was funny when uh, i was listening to Der- uh gareth davies uh response like oh i talked to javier mendez and he said he is the most talented you know oh, fighter and i was thinking to myself i said that's the trainer he's supposed to fucking say that and
0: he's yes like every fucking other fighter he's ever had he yeah. has said that a lot i've heard him say that about guys like you know and, and i love mike swick as a fighter mike swick's one of the fastest fighters i've ever had in my gym okay yeah Okay you know
1: it's fun it's I mean, fun reporters
0: okay. they come up with a lot of things they're awesome all right uh, th- look but i do i do like dustin poirier i, I like the fact you know and we talked about this and you kind of thought that maybe he should go and fight for the title and i thought no go go with the money because if, if you go with the money and you get that win because you believe in yourself that's going to set you up for the title in the next shot so why not yeah I do like the tweet that he put out when he basically, you know, had the picture, I think, of Olivera and Chandler and said, fool's gold.
1: Yep.
0: That's, that's pretty sharp one there, Dustin. The I, diamond. I thought <laughs> he stole the weekend. I thought he stole the weekend with the comment. That
1: was a good one, man. Yeah, it was great. I mean, in reality, you've got to be thinking those two guys are probably thinking the same thing. <laughs> this is not gold. No. This is no. not really the belt. Like,
0: no, we left That's, the belt. This, like, this those is. Those guys are not uh, saying that. Dustin, Let's be honest.
1: Really fighting for it, really? I
0: it should be. It's, it's like a second. It's a second tier belt, really. Like, oh, who's who's got the belt? Huh? Who's got the belt? Is Dustin? No. Is Connor? No.
1: It's probably over Dana's shoulder.
0: <laughs> it's probably it's, it's, in, Dana, it's in Dana's uh, office. Yeah, you know yeah. habib is is now retired and he doesn't have the belt so that belt is sitting there whoever they put for the that's that's where that lineage goes i get it i understand i understand but but i do like his comment i thought it was great i,
1: loved it. I thought it was great i mean realistically like he should be the one fighting for the title he knows it i thought it was a great comment but he made
0: his choice and that's okay yeah is it okay though john yes it's a business decision it's, a, it's uh i hope you he's fucking paid paid
1: I, it. i'm sure he is great person man absolutely great person man. uh there's talks that uh megan anderson might be coming to bellator we we kind of we saw this already we talked about this for the last yeah. year and a half that um there's there's nowhere else for the 45 pound girls to go because they're gonna get rid of the division in in the ufc we've said it we've said it we've been called bullshit we've been told by everyone that we don't know what we're talking about and here it is <laughs> and so I want to see Felicia Spencer come over.
0: Oh, I'd love to see Felicia Spence. She's the one I want to see come over. Yeah, yeah, she's got a lot. She's got a lot of upside because she's just going to be getting better and better. Yeah, yeah, yep, she's young.
1: So that's that's. Uh, I want to see Megan come over as well. But I mean, I want to see Felicia Spencer come over. Yeah. Um, Colby Covington says he will be the unofficial backup for the UFC two hundred and sixty one. Plans to be in attendance. Um, maybe you should tell Dana that, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> You might want to let him know. I mean, he just did. Maybe he just did. This is how he did it. It really just comes. <laughs> down. <laughs> You're going to be in the arena. Cool. But we got to get your medicals and everything done too as well. So let's, uh,
0: let's put that on the, on the roster. Oh, um, well, we'll see. We'll see if he's, you know, if he's the official backup, you'll know because he'll weigh in. That's true. Ooh, what was that? I said he will weigh in. Got it. Okay. Very nice. That's Nice. Huh? Thank nice.
1: You. Yes, great success. Very
0: nice. Uh, um,
1: Alexander Volkanovski. Yeah, I like this and I hate it. I hate it because I gotta wait now to watch.
0: Exactly, the- that's why I hate it. <laughs> ah. Vol Volkanovski and Brian Ortega are gonna be the coaches on the Ultimate Fighter. Again, I do I have to really say the twenty nine? Jesus Christ!
1: Did they not get the deal done with Connor? And it must not have been able to get the deal done with Connor and Dustin i think connor's got too much shit going on he's like yeah i'm not gonna sit in a fucking in vegas at a house
0: coach. he's already done it he knows okay i did that been there done it don't want to do it again
1: yeah yeah i'm losing millions while i fucking i'm in this damn house trying to coach these young kids <laughs> well you know,
0: not a whole lot of guys did that twice did he do it twice connor didn't do it he did it the one year that uh he had uh, uriah you know uriah favor was uh well,
1: somebody else did it uh, there's been a couple guys do it twice right yeah i said not many people oh, gotcha. do it twice
0: so because it's it, it's a lot more than people think yeah. there's a lot to it it can drag on and and you, know, you got to be there a lot it's not an easy thing to do so not a lot of guys do it twice
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah i mean what do you think of this fight what do you think of the show i mean like i don't they don't seem like shit talkers i don't understand
0: what you're going to get out of i i well brian ortega is not a shit talker no he's a he's a classic guy man i I love him again i've known brian for a very long time i you know i personally think that he's going to be a handful for volkanovsky you know again styles make fights and when you're looking at it both guys have their you know their talents and stuff but you don't want to be the guy taking brian ortega to the ground and many times Volkanovsky turns in and relies on his ability to do that at times and then steals the round towards the end, gets, you know, because he gets out of the standup. It's been close. Now he gets to take down, does a little bit of ground and pound. I don't know if he wants to do that with Brian. You know, Brian's set up on, you know, first off, he sets his, the triangle up from all kinds of different positions. And uh, he's able to hit that sucker. His guillotine is strong, it's tight. Uh he'll hit it from a you know variety of dip with a variety of different holds instead of you know usually guys will you know they'll have their one hold that they like the way they like to hold their hands, the way they like to put pressure. Yeah. He's got it where you know he hits it from a you know variety of the way that he'll cross his hand over, he'll pull his hand up, he'll you know, I've seen him grab his glove. He's good with it. So yeah, he's a, he's a dangerous guy on the ground. If you're Volkanovsky, you're gonna say, well, you know, I'm gonna keep him on his feet. I think he's the volume guy. I'm the power guy, and I'm gonna, I'm gonna put him out with power. So, yeah,
1: yeah. I think the the length and the reach and the range, he can fight everywhere. Brian Ortega can. So can Volkanovsky. But mm-hmm. like you said, being on <clears throat> being on his back, uh, Ortega he's getting very dangerous. Whereas Max still good on the ground, very good not even close not even close yeah. <clears throat> not even close to brian sorry
0: <coughs> oh yeah choked on those words look at that it's better than a oh <laughs> i wish he had a yawn i would have drank
1: In the time. <laughs> yeah Oof, that was a good one. I mean, it's, I'm looking forward to I want to see how this all pans out. I think maybe the Volkanovsky, might, he might have some good trash talk in there because he's got an accent. It always makes it more fun when they have an accent. That's true. You know?
0: Yeah.
1: All right, we're just going to really quickly touch over this. Uh, Poodle-haired kid is fighting. Poodle-hair? Yeah, is fighting Ben Askren. And the
0: funky one.
1: Yeah, he's fighting Ben Askren. I mean, the, the official card was announced. <clears throat> Realistically, the only fight on here that we're going to kind of brush over is Frank Mir's fighting on it. So Frank Mir is fighting uh, Steve Cunningham. Good boxer. It's good.
0: Big he is a good guy. boxer. Big guy. Yeah, he's way too good a boxer for oh. Frank. I'm sorry. Oh, why?
1: This is it? Huh? Money. Oh yeah. Only reason.
0: Yeah, I, lo- I love Frank. Frank's a good guy. He's a friend of mine. This is not an area where he is going to do well. He is. He makes uh, Frank looks small he doesn't make frank look small he makes frank look a little shorter (laughs) it's just the difference yeah you're you're talking about six foot three to six foot four six foot five or so i don't know but uh know, this isn't this is not going to end well for my friend frank well
1: let's just see what happens i mean let's see what happens down to see these type of things you know where the mma guys are
0: you know, there's a big difference here when you're talking about frank being a guy who fought you know a lot of fights but relied on the ability to keep people uh, at bay based upon his ground game and a submission game where he you know he would take the limb home how many times did you see frank mir doing great in the stand-up i can name a couple where he you know, he had a fight against you know todd duffy you know knocked taught, taught out but you know how many times did you see frank you know you know against guys mark hunt or you know junior dos santos it didn't end well and it's not going to end well going in there with a boxer that like stevenson so I don't come know. on man come some
1: on man positivity share some positivity with
0: positivity me. there
1: it's called yeah. a payday <clears throat> we'll see what happens i mean realistically like this fight it's just a, It's one of those ones you just come to tune in and watch just because I want to support the guys that fought MLA before. Um, I guess the overall picture of the Walter Wade division in the UFC just announced the Stephen Thompson versus Goer
0: Burns. That's a good one though. And you know, when you're looking and, you, and especially since you ended up with Leon going against Mr. Diaz, I guess we're going to bring that one up too because we didn't talk about it. But this is this is the matchup that you're looking at. I say, yeah, you know, Stephen Thompson is sitting there now, somewhere around number five. Who's he going to fight? Well, Gilbert Burns steps in. So I'll fight him, you know. And Gilbert definitely has the ability to end that fight, especially if it hits the ground. But he's got to get him down to the ground because in the stand-up, he's going to have a lot of trouble.
1: Yeah, will he have a lot of trouble? Yes. <clears throat> you think so?
0: Yep. I'm not saying that you can't get him to the ground. But if he tries to get into a stand-up battle with him, it's not going to be a good thing for him.
1: He's going to tire himself out trying to get a takedown?
0: Good. <laughs> that's like... Stephen Thompson is not an easy pe- person to get in on. No, he's not. Yeah. He's
1: long. He's lanky. He's, yeah. I mean, but Gilbert Burns is so big for the weight. Not height-wise, but stocky. No,
0: he's stocky. Strong.
1: I don't know. I mean, I feel like Steven's done a good job throughout his career. I think he's really one of the guys that have has made, outside of Machida, making that karate so popular. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Doing a great job. But- I, think, I think he's going to have some success in that first round until Gilbert starts to figure him out. But if, he, if Gilbert's able to get him down, I can see the fight ending.
0: But I, I- could see, I, and I could definitely see it. Let's go in the opposite direction. I could see Gilbert looking for that takedown and eating one of what steven thompson does so well the spinning spinning back kick eating a knee inside uh, he's, he's 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 trouble in the stand up man he's awkward for anyone because you cannot train for what he does and become competent in that one training camp that you have you know getting ready for him it's not an easy task to deal with
1: yeah but all of those things you're talking about with those kicks it makes it a little bit easier for you to be taken down I mean, I know the way he throws him. I still,
0: so you're getting hit by him.
1: Yeah, that's true as well. Yeah. I mean, it does make for a fun fight. You know, it's it's very similar to yeah. Jackson Neiman Gracie fight. You know, it's like you have a stand kind of like a throwback to the beginning the beginning, part. Yeah. you know, stand up guy versus a grappler kind of situation. So makes for a fun fight. Yep. Um, let's get right into this. Nate Diaz versus
0: Leon Edwards. What do you think of that fight? <clears throat>
1: Nate Diaz is not fast. <laughs> Nate Diaz is not strong.
0: Uh-huh.
1: Nate Diaz does not have power. I I don't know how he wins this fight. A guillotine. That's the only way I see him winning this fight. They are giving him this fight because it gives him a chance to possibly fight for the title after, which is what Nate's always wanted. He wants to jump the line, which he's always done because he's a money guy. And he wants to jump the line and get to a title shot leon edwards the ufc put this fight on to give him a, a named opponent that they could take right from there to have him fight for the title next
0: that's great that. so but i i don't blame nate diaz one iota for saying hey yeah i'll jump the line really i don't blame him You'll Always he's, jump not, he's not doing anything wrong who who's the guy that puts butts in the seats leon or nate
1: my uh, Dana. <laughs> you know, it's, gonna be, it's gonna be Nate for sure. Yeah, year. it is. I would have liked to have seen if Nick Diaz was really gonna come back. Him versus Leon, I could have seen that. You know yeah. why not? You know why not? You know I would have liked to have seen maybe a Nick Diaz versus Stephen Thompson. I wonder who Nick if Nick is gonna come back. Is he who's he gonna fight?
0: I think you kind of saw. You've already seen a, a Nick Diaz versus Leon Edwards. Did we? yeah you saw it in his in nick's last fight which was now almost what six years ago <laughs> five years ago when he fought anderson silva
1: i was like wait did i miss something did they fight already that's what was no, going- they
0: didn't fight already but you're gonna say style wise and you know the way it looks and how someone approaches the fight and yeah. you kind of did interesting
1: yeah i mean nate nate's got a i don't know how he's gonna he's gonna have to cut the cage off he's gonna have to throw punches and bunches but he's not fast
0: no he's not the the speed difference is going to be you know let's just be honest when we look at it and again i love nate diaz i I love him as a person i love him as a fighter i love what he represents and that he's just true to himself but but (laughs) but even in his fight with masvidal masvidal looked really fast against nate and masvidal is not the fastest person there is. Leon is way faster than yeah
1: Leon's really damn fast. Leon's fast, and
0: you're going to see a huge speed difference here. With you know, when Leon decides to let go, those shots are going to come very quick. And and Nate, although Nate is Nate's a good boxer, but he's going to absorb a lot of you know the damage coming from Leon, and he's going to have to figure out a way to inflict his own damage during those sequences and when you're getting hit it makes your balance you know off it creates the angle changes so he's gonna have to you know he likes to he likes to wing from outside and from afar and that will not work when you're getting hit you got to change it up
1: yep and they're both of them fight very straightforward nick nick and nate both so cut a little bit of angle here they have to turn and change the direction they're able they're they change so slow you know, and so Nate it takes him forever to turn his body, he's long and lanky, he turns, he's able to be hit there as well, and then the guy can circle out and get away before he can retaliate.
0: Now the one play the one place I do see Nate doing well is if he can if he can get his hands on Leon not even getting him to the ground, but to get his hands on him and just dirty box him and try to hit him with elbows and things inside, Nate can do he can do okay in there with it.
1: He's just not strong though, John. I,
0: I'm not saying he is, but I'm saying that's where he takes away a lot of the elements where Leon is just superior as far as speed and length and the way that he does things, the straight sharp shots that he you know, does, that just now crushes it down. It takes it away from him. So now, now it becomes about, all right, it's a grappling situation with striking, but the striking is short and compact, and, and he can do well in there.
1: Interesting. I guess we're gonna see that fight happen so that's on may 15th uh ufc two two sixty two what else you got for us oh let's talk there's uh mr big mouth decided to take a fight after dana had said that he was
0: mentally had a mental breakdown
1: (laughs) So good thing we're looking out for the fighter's interest
0: (laughs) (laughs) the fighter's health and interest you know well let's be honest you know first off kevin holland did not have a mental breakdown okay to say that is just wrong. He didn't have a mental break. Now, did he fight smart? No, he didn't. You know, did he uh, did he run his mouth at times when he should have just been fighting? Yes. Right. Is he is he sometimes his own worst enemy? Yes. I'm just mm-hmm. going to say it. But he didn't have a mental breakdown and he can go back and fight and he could do well in this fight with you know Marvin, he could do well in this fight, but I think you're shooting yourself in the foot when your Dana is saying this guy this guy had a mental breakdown and then you're putting him back in a fight that doesn't look real good. So obviously I don't think that everyone's believing that there was a mental breakdown here. Yeah, there wasn't. We
1: know there wasn't. It was just that he let he let him being a showman get in the way of him actually. Yep. Uh, Kevin Holland and Marvin Vittori is set to fight on the what, the tenth? Yep, next week.
0: Yeah, next the, If you're the UFC, man, you gotta love this guy that he fills all the holes when someone steps out because you know obviously that was supposed to be Darren Till, and this guy steps up every time. Every time. But do you look
1: at like m- does Marvel Vittori look at him and go, "I know how to beat you now." It was laid out for me last time you fought. Like just take you down. You have no grappling. Like you've got no. He's got grappling.
0: He does. He just. But it's a matter of no one's got grappling if you don't use it if you're running your mouth instead of actually trying to either set up a reversal, set up a submission, you know, get yourself back to your feet. You got to do one of those. But if I'm going to sit there and talk and talk to my opponent and talk to Habib and Dana and all them during the fight, if I always look at it, it's like, you know, you, you talk about people, Hey, you know, you can't chew bubble gum and, and walk at the same time because his brain's going in two directions. Well, that's Kevin Holland when he's fighting. Yeah. Stop, stop the talking. As far as you want to say something to your opponent, go ahead. I, I don't care. But it's always fight first. Yeah. yeah, we'll see if we get a different one. If we get a different
1: Kevin Holland for this fight during the yeah. fight, is he gonna take care of business or if he's gonna start talking, keep talking? I mean, I Let's get the talk up to the fight. I get the talk when you're getting ready to be introduced. I get a little bit of the trash talk back and forth. Good, but when you're getting beat. Okay, let's let's dial it down a little bit and let's get yep. a little more busy. So
0: I agree with you. You know, you got to look. He had an incredible 2020, and if he loses this fight, 2021 is going in the complete, you know, opposite direction. So he he needs to bear, you know, bite down on that mouthpiece and become a fighter real fast.
1: How does Vittori beat him? Just take him down?
0: No, I think you know vittori has got power And his We saw, you know, in the in the stand up he had against, uh, you know. Uh, Hermanson, he's got, you know, he's got good stand up. He's got power in his hands. He changes his, you know, he takes his head off center line. He's gotten so much better since working with Rafael Cordero out of Kings MMA that he's got confidence now in his ground game too, though. And that's from working with guys that are there that are really proficient in the ground game. And so, you know, Kevin Holland does have a good, you know, submission game but I don't think he's got a submission game that's going to now submit Marvin Vittori. Marvin Vittori's got the power in his hands, on the feet. He likes to be in the stand-up. So Marvin Vittori can win this fight, taking him down, ground and pounding him, and you know, hurting him with shots and making him get to that point where he's not fighting anymore.
1: I mm. guess we'll see guess yeah. we'll
0: see oh, well it- i think that this does set it sets you know Vitoria. if Vittoria gets the win here he's set up for a title fight because he, he ha- already had the fight with izzy it was a split decision so as a rematch makes sense he's going to be coming off of how many wins in a row you know Let's pull up. not not a bad uh not a bad setup
1: pull up Vittorio, see. What he's, yeah, yeah, <clears throat> four. he's got four fights of wins that would one.
0: be five wins in a row
1: uh, not really any big names. Jack Hermanson.
0: Jack Hermanson. Andrew Sanchez is a good fighter. Cesar Ferreira is a good fighter. Yeah. You no.
1: Know, uh, top 10.
0: Not the biggest names, but his last loss was against two.
1: Izzy. I get it. You I, understand I understand where you're going with it, and I see the UFC is trying to go that same direction you're going because it is a business. That
0: makes sense.
1: I'd like to see him get, you know, pull up the, the brackets, please. Not brackets. People are getting on me about calling it brackets. <coughs> Huh. rankings guys let's see I ranking comments. i read your guys comments try to stay positive though you guys get a little more negative now okay we're starting to look like brennan shobs okay comment section i don't want <laughs> positive in our comment section okay Otherwise, i'm gonna turn the comments off
0: okay
1: <laughs> i'm gonna turn the comments off <laughs> you guys let's keep it positive okay and every time you guys write something right hashtag and still thank you and still um yeah why not like a paul costa or jerry
0: Jared uh, Cannonier would be one that I would look at. That's a tough fight for him, though.
1: I mean, Brunson. Derek Brunson's at number four.
0: Yeah, good.
1: I want to see him get past the Darren Till. I would, I would, after you fought Darren Till, I'd have been like, okay, you're next in line. You could be next in line for a title shot because it was so close with Izzy. But now, like, now that Darren Till's out. A Brunson or a Cannonier, Paula Costa, somewhere in that mix. I'm not saying you jump up to Whitaker, but.
0: So now, because Till pulls out, you're saying Vittori's basically got this fight with Kevin Holland for
1: nothing. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, just okay. no, it's not, not for nothing. It's for money. <laughs> that's nothing. to make a living. Prize fight. <laughs> we get paid for this shit. Uh, yeah, that's, that's, he's getting paid for money. Like, other than that, no, that you're looking at the same thing that's going on with Leon Edwards, with Bilal uh, Muhammad. Now he's got to fight in ideas. You got to fight somebody with a name to get that title shot. Even if he had yeah. to beat Bilal. I agree. He would have had to have finished Bilal, I think, for them to give him a title shot. They needed to give him more name recognition.
0: Again, Balaw was, you know, a guy that was brought in based upon the fight, you know, being canceled with who they had him scheduled to fight before.
1: Yeah, yeah. yeah. So I, I, see. I can see this happening. Uh, he's got. To, he, I think vittori has got to fight someone like a Darren Brunson or a Cannonier. Paul, okay. Paul Costa and Whitaker fighting again?
0: Uh, no. Uh, Whitaker's gonna be fighting uh, Kelvin Gastelum
1: oh that's right that's right all right well J- Dave you got anything else nope that's everything that's all hey did
0: you just hold on did you see the tweet that Kelvin Gastelum put out no Dave pull up Kelvin Gastelum because Josh will enjoy this one I always enjoy Kelvin Gastelum he's fun to watch he is super energetic. energetic guy all is gold come on not a big guy for 185 damn it doesn't even pull up his tar when i him. he's he's my he's my tweener guy
1: he is yeah he's the tweener
0: the epitome of the tweener calvin Gastelum. they need that 175 pound division for calvin uh, there we go on a mission apparently which tweet john so it's gonna be about last night and patricio Pitbull, forever
1: there it is, right there. Down. Patricio, down, down, down. It was just right there, right there. Was that it? There you go. Was able to train with Patricio Pitbull in December of 2019 and was blown away by his intelligence and his approach to the fight game. Never seen such a high fight IQ, except maybe in GSP. He's the absolute truth. Wow. Boom. Pretty big words. Not bad, huh? Just really been saying what I've been saying for the last week. <laughs> well
0: but there's a verification for you that's why that's why i I was reminded of it said oh i gotta i gotta point that one out to josh
1: maybe ufc fans will start now believing because Ah,
0: never Never.
1: anyways never he he is is the truth don't get me wrong like like i said styles make matchups if i was to match him up against like brian ortega or max holloway i think he'd have a harder time with him i'm not saying he wouldn't beat him i'm saying he'd have a harder time with him. I'm against get again, volkanovsky i have no problem putting 100 200 500 or a thousand dollars down on, on patricio to beat him just agree that's, that's the thing i'm the same way i
0: believe the same thing
1: all right guys go to pro slash wayne in use the promo code
0: no promo code new, the new one's dropping on the midweek show with the new what t-shirt. with the main- are you saying that we are not giving a discount to our people
1: I have a question. What
0: is Okay, the- I just want to say, everyone, that is podcast Dave's fault, and you need to respond to that. What is the May t-shirt? Cinco de Mayo. Cinco, Cinco de, de, de Mayo. De <laughs> have it right. Hey, question. Dave, what's Cinco de Mayo? May the 5th. Very good. 5th of May. Very nice. Uh, that's
1: not the real Cinco de Mayo, by the way. Yeah. <laughs> no, it's not. But. <laughs> What's it? When is it? But I like the fact that we have a shirt
0: for Cinco de Mayo. Yes. Um, when is Memorial Weekend? It's September. Uh, usually the last. No, Memorial Weekend is the last weekend of May.
1: Yeah. So we need to come up with the Memorial Weekend one. Well, I like that
0: one. Like the- a little, a little American flag. Yes. Well, we have this. We have this one coming in July. That's not the American flag. Oh, there. Okay, that's Independence Day. That's, that's uh,
1: close. I think we need to have that, or we need to have a a, a, a camouflage one. Okay. Like we have to do a camouflage one. Okay. I like that. I like that idea too. Now
0: I got to buy more shirts.
1: Maybe later for that. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Thank you for spending my money, Josh Thompson. Always, always I appreciate it. Um,
1: yeah, go to Pro There's no, there's no promo code. You're dropping the ball. When's no, it come? It, May first.
0: It comes with uh, on a midweek show there'll be a new promo code with the single T-shirt. Okay. Okay. Let's... So everyone, don't buy our shirts. Wait. Wait. <laughs> because podcast Dave. Just screwed up. Okay. Yeah. 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 You know.
1: <laughs> promo code it will come on midweek show. That means you guys gotta tune in, tune in to the midweek show to find out what the promo code is for our Cinco shirt, and we will have a uh, Memorial Day weekend shirt as well.
0: I know what the promo code is gonna be. Josh Thompson. No, Dave screwed up.
1: he screwed yeah. up.
0: Nice. <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh.
0: oh, there's so many jokes I could make, get- and I'm not. Gonna, oh yeah. Gonna be with the Fook. <laughs> <laughs> what the fuck
1: uh all right guys um that's pretty much everything what else we got there
0: that's it that's pretty much it i just want to tell everyone that uh actually listened to you and me and uh watched the bellator i hope you enjoyed i hope you watched the next one and to all the people that came up to us talking about how they're listening to our podcast and they love it and everything thank you so much we do appreciate it it's really nice when we're going someplace i was at the airport people were stopping me saying look what i'm listening to so thank you very much for listening uh just tell your friends about it now and make sure that they listen too because and still we are the best it it's crazy john we were walking the casino,
1: <laughs> like going to get our covid tests like that people were like hey hey hey!" i watch your guys' show and we're all wow this is like, cool. i think we're more famous now well me anyways i'm probably more uh, but it's pretty cool. I liked it. I, I love hearing all the great things from people when they stop us and say, you know, they love the show and this and that. So, I want to thank you guys. <clears throat> also, hit the thumbs up that shares our videos out to people that like MMA and they want to get more content. Also, hit the little uh, bell off to the right because we are dropping our midweek show at different times, you know, for the algorithm to try and figure it out. So, that will give you the notification on when we drop. So, I want you guys to understand that. Also, last week we filmed it a, a day earlier because we are traveling. Um, so that's why we missed out on the Leon Edwards and Nate Diaz stuff. So that's why we talked about it this week. I know the this, this ship is a little bit sailed, but hopefully you guys like the content that we talked about it on this time around. Um, this will happen occasionally, so this is why you guys should hit that little bell off to the bottom so it shows you when we're going to drop our show. So, um, we like um that you guys are giving us feedback in the comment sections. Let's keep it positive, I appreciate that as well. And every time you see Ariel Hawani and DC and Che on every one of them, every single one of them post something on Twitter, you go in there, and you say weighing in and still, that's all you, or got. you can say,
0: or you can say weighing in and chill.
1: Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yo, I love it.
0: Oh, that's great. <laughs> But you know what I'm talking about.
1: Put the hand <laughs> still in there, and you tag me and John or, or the Wayne in we will ret-
0: We'll put that back out.
1: We will. We'll retweet it. We'll repost it, and we appreciate you guys for all the support. And, John, what do you got to say?
0: The only thing I got to say is, again, thanks, everyone, and we will see you.